All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. God Dang Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Ed Grand Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Welcome and welcome to the Tom and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 27. And the voice you heard is that of El Garan, Tommy Martinez. Thank you, dear God. <laughs> I heard an intro this week. <laughs> we had a little, had to discuss things a little bit prior to me coming back. Yes, and that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother. And the humblest guy on planet Earth, plus the guy that I miss deeply, <laughs> Mr. Adam Tate. Tommy, it's good to be back. Thank you, sir. Although my chair is feeling a little warm. <laughs> it's like there it's was almost, somebody just in this that's chair. That's almost impossible. It's been a week. <laughs> How are you doing, Tommy? I am doing excellent, my wow. man. I'm doing even better that you're here, dude. Oh, good. I think I had a great podcast last week. I struggled through some of it, you know, especially the rock and roll parts of it, but... You didn't have a lot of support. You didn't have a lot. Of, you were kind of uh, doing a lot of heavy lifting. I did. I did. I mean, it's like you know, the young people don't know things. The things that we discuss. I mean, things what, before they were born. What was the yeah. What was the most hardcore? I think it was uh, Queen Stone Cold Crazy was the hardest tune that went out last week. Wow, so, and that's that's kind of light lifting for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I would think that you know Queen would have been especially with since the movie. Bohe- yeah, yeah, with the Bohemian with Rhapsody their increased yeah. uh, profile recently. Sure. But you know, it didn't happen that way. But yeah. you know, it's also the genre of my guest. I want to give a shout out mm-hmm. to my guest last week, Mr. K.M. Kenstra. <laughs> Kenny Morales, man. I know you're up there in uh, central Kansas doing your thing. and re- I appreciate it very much. And you know what? Adam did too. He man. did a pretty good job, actually. He contributed more that, than uh, I would have been able to on a certain, <laughs> co- certain conversations. <laughs> you know, I was telling you that. Uh, did I tell you this? I don't know. When I was going through the research of what I was going to pull for the show, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just by chance that there was all this hip-hop stuff that was... There was not really a lot of metal stuff going on or hard rock stuff going on in history last week. So you're saying it's fortuitous that a vacation happened <laughs> at that time I because we wouldn't have had anything to talk about anyway. I have not heard the thunder of uh I have not heard the thunder of guitar or anything like that. So I'm sure he would have been a little bit upset. Yeah. Uh, Maybe if, he's going to call yeah. you out next time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to play this in honor of our our greatness. So hold oh. up. Oh, hold good. Up. Tommy Adam Welcome <laughs> welcome back, Mr. Adam Day. There oh, you go. Thank man, you. I want to make you feel as comfortable as possible, you know. And Dr. Cobra Promotion Studios one. So. Exactly. Well, it's like my second home. <laughs> so Adam, we're square, we're good now, right? Is that is are we cool now? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we talked out about it on the phone. All right, good, I, good. I, I I told you that I was upset. You know, you, you, you need you know, communication, you know? My idea was, like, last week I brought a reggaeton artist, so you were in Puerto Rico, dude. And that's what, like, you know, I was I was, I, I told, I I was kind of, like, hating on you. You know, you were, it's like, and I didn't want to say nothing because I didn't want to throw you under the bus and maybe ruin it for content. So it's like, it's like Adam's in Puerto Rico. He's chilling. Mm-hmm. He's probably watching. I know it was, it these was reggaeton. Be... Uh, maybe they're filming a reggaeton video somewhere. It was like a last minute thing, right? And it was yeah. like, I said, and my I wife exci- said, I was excited. Can you, get, for can you get the time off work? And you were yeah. excited. Yeah. You told me, man, I, I wish I, I could be. The, I, I wish I could be your tour guide. Yeah, and I, I sent you some some dishes that you needed to check on top of whatever you've already slammed because you would have been the 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 culinary expert down there, dude. Oh, so you could just show yeah, me all the spots. Yeah, yeah. Everything? This would have been fabulous. However, what do you mean, Ben? What do we? <laughs> However, the vacation went something a little bit more okay. like this. Take a little vacation. It's a trip to amazing Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's Lisa. Oh hell no. Rocky Mountain High. Bright light. <laughs> Shining like diamonds. I'm about a mile high in Denver. Adam, it seems like you went west, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fly anywhere. I drove oh, to shit. Denver, Colorado. Oh, that sucks, dude. And it was oh. okay. This is how it went. No wonder I didn't see you on Natalie's Instagram. This is yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No one's gonna be there. This is how it went. Uh, can you get the time off of work? Yeah. I will look into it. I will find out if I can. Boom. Man of action. Next day, <laughs> yes, I am cleared for the vacation. No problem. Beautiful. I've, d- I've done my part. Beautiful. And then she said, okay, before we leave, you need to take some sort of a COVID test to yes. make sure yeah. before you get to the island or whatever. Right. Or they'll, or they'll quarantine hours. you or something. They won't. They wouldn't have, but yeah. Whatever. But I was told to do it. Okay. So I said, okay, great. Just let me know when and where. And then it would, the, the time was coming up. It was like uh, two or three days before we were supposed to leave. I said, oh, well, when are we doing that COVID test? And I said, oh, yeah, we're not going. Uh, there's no room for us. Like we're, we're the late additions and there's not enough room in the places that these people are staying at for two more people to be in there. That so my sucks. daughter, my daughter went to Puerto Rico, had a fine time, uh, was in beaches and riding, uh, horses oh, on, on, wow. the, on the beach in the rainforest. She was being uh, pelted with uh, waterfalls. And she was just oh, wow. uh, living the life, and I was driving. Uh, you got robbed eight hours. Eight hours <laughs> <laughs> to, to high elevation. Did it snow? Uh, actually, it was super nice, and I brought my my hiking shoes. I thought, man, we're going to go on some great hikes. I'll look at. I'll go on my All Trails app. Right. Yeah. I'll say, oh, we'll we'll go up into the. But then uh. also in the app, it tells you <laughs> the temperature of where these trails are. Okay, it's 72 where I'm at. Oh, it's 38 degrees up there. <laughs> and it says, oh, this guy climbed it yesterday and he needed his ice spikes. I don't have ice spikes. So oh, I, I couldn't do any of that. Man, no wonder you upset. Was, under- that's why I was <laughs> in a damn boutique. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what the deal was. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like You what? walk through these neighborhoods and they have all these weirdo shops. <laughs> You go in, it's like, oh, we're uh, artists here. We, oh, we blow our own glass. Shit, man. Oh, that sucks so bad. I can't right. believe that. And here we're talking about Puerto Rico. We're talking about reggaeton. We're talking about bikinis. We're talking about G-strolls. <laughs> you, you were sending me all those videos of what goes on on the Puerto Rican island. Yeah. I said, take a picture of this. Take some video of that. <laughs> 
I didn't see none of it. What a shaft. I spent, I spent a lot of time in a place called the Container Store oh, and another man. like at Ikea and oh, uh, fancy-ass malls and shit. Oh, oh man. We went that to these sucks. weirdo neighborhoods where you walk around and you eat. Oh. I think it was just a vacation of eating. We stopped, and every time we got a little bit bored, he said, well, let's get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get something to eat, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, Jesus. But wow! But it was time away, and it was okay. That's good. It was yeah. it was it was reduced that's, stress. That's good. You know what? Nabby got to visit the island of enchantment, dude. That's really yeah, she cool. came back with a bunch of complaints on her side too. Oh, <laughs> she, had, she had to deal with her cousins and stuff. So I will be visiting your home pretty soon. <laughs> to get the full lowdown. <laughs> it sucks. No wonder you were pissed. <laughs> hey, you took it out on me. That's messed up, man. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. This just came in from our secret recording department. Uh, flight attendants, please uh, take your seats. Oh, Adam! There goes your plane, buddy! Come back! Wait! You left me! <laughs> I'm still in the tarmac! There's no room for you! Shit! <laughs> Told you this would happen. <laughs> Let's get to this bullshit that we got going on this week. <laughs> you know, you went when in a kind of like in a hectic week for uh, rock slash popular culture music slash tabloid related stories. Was there a lot of stuff? Because I was so immersed in uh, whatever I was doing and the people I was with that I, I, I was so focused on spending quality time. You know, you know, I know you, you called me pissed off yesterday, I, and I know that, you know. It's, I, I, heard, I heard you recorded it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't need, you didn't need to put I, the recording I on. I already tried to do, like, you know, what, like one of those spam calls. <laughs> but it didn't work out like that. You, oh. you kind of barked at me, and then I, you know, I said, wait a minute, I got to use this for content oh, or ways. <laughs> You're always looking for content. <laughs> you were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what can I tell you? I had a chance mm -hmm. to uh, interview somebody who could give us some insight on what's going on in this world that we know so little of. Do you feel that you have been enlightened? I do. I do. I think, you know, I mean, anything that expands the inner workings of music that entertains G-strings. Booty shaking music. I'm interested. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I'm very much interested in it. I mean, I hope you were enlightened as well. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh, yes. So yeah, but uh, I believe DMX passed away this week. Yes, I did hear that. Big a drug deal. overdose, and then he was basically brain dead or something, and then they finally pulled him off the machines after a few days. I think it was some kind of heart-related issue. Related, it was, uh, yeah, it was provoked by yeah, by drug sure. abuse, yeah. You know, obviously the whole, we've discussed this, but you know, the, the social media tributes came uh, rumbling down. It was oh, Everybody who thought they were everybody was posting about, uh, you know, maybe art. And I'm talking about like the regular peons like you and me. You know, artists that, you know, I would think, it's like, where were these dudes when this guy needed help? You know, you, you, that's uh, what I'm thinking. You know I mean? Hmm. What the hell do I know? 
if a buddy of mine, or if I'm going to write, okay, if I'm going to go and write some kind of heartfelt message, it's that because I knew this guy. And if I knew this guy and he was going through this, and he's a buddy of mine, I would have given it some kind of effort where I'm going to try to help him. <clears throat> and if <clears throat> he passed away and I didn't help, dude, I, I, I wouldn't have the face I wouldn't. I just couldn't do it. I think this is a different level, though. I think we brought this up in a past episode. We did. Where I think it's more like this person meant a lot to me. It's probably these are from from a more youthful hip hop artists, probably who grew up listening to DMX, right? So oh. they were they were influenced by him. So they have that connection that they weren't probably close buddies. Maybe they met, but they're just conveying their feelings at the time and. Since you have a check mark by your name in Twitter, then oh, people, yeah. people want to hear what you have to say. So oh, you, you got to yeah. mention DMX. You got to say something about it. To stay relevant, too. I sure. mean, I don't know. I mean, that's sure. my guess. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not going to come here and say, I, you know, I know the regular up in here. I knew some of his, of his videos where he's in motorcycles. Really good friends probably didn't post anything. They probably yeah. were like connected with his well, family or something. I, well, I've been reading like reading it on the Instagram, so yeah. I didn't see Jay Z write anything yet. Like you know, and they had a, a great song that was called "Money Cash Hoes." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> For real? Okay, <laughs> I believe it. Nice. D M X and my dog bites jigger my. <laughs> We should have pulled that one for a rap all night. <laughs> we should have pulled that one for the tribute. Again, I don't want to scare our audiences. I scared them enough last week with, with a couple of the hat tricks that I pulled out of knowledge-wise of all this reggaeton and Man. some other stuff that I pulled out of my butt last week. Yeah, nice. but Also, what was it? Uh, Prince, somebody died from England? Wait a minute. I got the wrong Prince. I got the wrong Prince for this one. This week, this oh, really old dude. He uh, was like ninety nine. Prince, uh, Prince uh, Andrew. Philip. And, oh, Andrew Philip. I was in the I zone. Philip. I think it's Philip. Yeah, I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. The We're queen's on, 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 yeah, husband. Oh, he was the queen's husband. Not, not the king. I don't know why you're not a king, but he was the the queen's husband. Oh, yes. We will rock you, queen. <laughs> they were married for over seventy years. Wow. Yeah. You think he was uh, using Viagra on the queen? Say what? <laughs> I don't know. I think he had a reputation. He was probably using Viagra with other people. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, man. These royals. I know. <laughs> Good morning again, Adam, man. Good morning, Tommy. Oh, I'm so glad you're back, dude. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Today's April the 10th, 2021, man. Yeah, it's it National Siblings Day, man. Siblings, bros and sisters. Yes. Well, I mean, and all the other varieties. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's I, mean, true. I mean, they're still siblings, though, yeah, right? Yeah, I would say I would say so. Okay. You know, if they enough they feel like they're siblings, I think you could also uh, count them as siblings. Oh, I, I don't. I think that that's really? that's permitted now, and that doesn't have to be blood relative. If you so feel, so it, you can claim it, that yeah. I'm, I'm sibling. <laughs> if I woke up today and oh. I felt that I was your brother, what? I would. We would be siblings. But you could wake up the next day and take it right back. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> National Sibling Day. Good deal. Also uh, uh, referred to as. Sibling day, so it's also a plural and singular. I don't know why they wrote that here, but that's what it says. Oh, 
So, because people just have one. Like me, I only have a sister, so I just have a sibling. Okay. How many? Uh, what? How many siblings does the Adam Tate family have? <clears throat> the family? Yeah, or like me? your you. you. Uh, me. Um, well, do full siblings count, or is it halves? Do halves count? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one, two, three half brothers. Wow. Exactly. Yes. I wow. didn't know that. I learned another thing about I you. I don't know one of them. Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> one is a little bit older than me on my dad's side, and another is a little bit younger than me on my mom's side. Okay. So. I didn't know that. I learned another thing about you. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not for this podcast, we would just be rock and roll <laughs> and Denny's. That was well, that would be. Well, it. we have the the hits. You know, we we have the one things that we talk about. <laughs> we don't have the time to get around to anything else. You know. We we have interesting conversations in our own in our own stupid world. I guess. Okay, <laughs> siblings. Yes. They are our best friends or our worst enemies. This is what this says right here. So I'm not going to dispute any of this right now. At times, siblings will provide us with our biggest competition, Adam, mm. strongest encouragement, and remind us of our most embarrassing moments. Oh, because, they, yeah, they're, they're present. They're present with us our whole lives, and they see all the things we get ourselves into. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, I have my sister is younger than me. She is a year and 10 days younger than me. And super smart, okay. super mature. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so it skips siblings. <laughs> the first one gets certain traits, and then these other traits go to the next sibling. If there is any, if there's any uh, siblings that are opposite, you're probably oh. you're probably looking at one that's really knows about that. Is she a, a frequent listener to the podcast? She listens to every once in a while. Oh, she does. Oh. So I'm not. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't have any embarrassing moments for her. Which is what you know really sucks. Wow, she has a bunch for me. How has she evaded that uh, the possibility of I don't having know, any she's a straight shooter? Man, she's a straight shooter. Know. Yeah, straight shooter. She, uh, you know how when you go to high school, yeah, and usually like I'm the oldest. Okay, you have that. You put that pressure on the youngest on these classes that you've already taken. So the teacher says, "Oh, are you such and such as brother or sister?" I say, "Yeah." Oh my God, you know this. Straight A oh, student, oh, oh, you know, oh, sure. you know, you know, done this, did the other, you know. I've seen an example of this family already. He's already passed through this class. Oh my God, I got a headache. <laughs> yeah, just thinking exactly. About it. Okay. So, and for some reason, in Tommy Martinez's universe, it was backwards. It's like my sister was a year younger than me, uh -huh. so I'm showing up to the class. Oh, you're Maritza's brother. Oh gosh. Ooh, you're in trouble. So her reputation was out yeah, there in dude, school? Yeah, dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took one class with her. I took a Spanish class with her. I remember, like, right now, it's like introduction to journalism. You know, you you, sh you learn how to, you know, write stories. And it was a whole semester. And I remember trying to get an A so bad. You know, of the classes, uh, sure. <laughs> of the classes that I, you know, I, I could hardly, I could barely remember any of my classes. Okay. I was just going through school like, you know, like a nomad through the desert. Just like, where's the oasis, which was graduation day? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That was the whole deal. And that's, you know, I would say, at least in my experience and with my peer group, I think we were on the same boat. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Sure. So I was trying to get an age so bad, dude. I just remember working hard and you know and and so my sister was just like breathing would this be know? called a sibling rivalry where you like, was you're trying to show her up it or, could or be at least at least stay on par with her Sub, in this class? subconsciously i would think so you okay. know because i intentionally i don't know but i just remember trying to get an a and i was like borderline a had a uh i had a b a high b gpa okay 
and the last test, I, I got a B on it. I can't remember what it was. I know that it, it, it almost got me to A, so it was like a, what's the A, uh, 3.5? I forget. Three, yeah, I don't think so. Whatever it is. So it was like I was a point one away, and the teacher would not round it up, dude. Uh, oh man, I still remember that teacher's name too. Man. You wanted the same letter on your report card oh, as, as she man, was going to get on yeah. hers, and it was really hard because it's hard to cut the class, you know. So it was just one of those things. That's what I remember, you know. And again, my sister, I love my sister. Like she's my little sister. We, you know, we've been through thick and thin together. You know what I'm saying? Growing sure. up, but complete opposites. It's just one of those things. There, it was just no competing when it came to that. Hmm. I was just an idiot, and she was, you know, this straight shooter. And it was well, just... obviously, there's no competing because you, you did it one time. You you failed in trying to compete with her, and then you said never again. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I didn't take another class with her. Exactly, <laughs> I said the hell with that shit. <laughs> this is not happening again. I ain't doing that. It's a new, the hell with that bullshit. Anyway, yeah, celebrate your siblings and the times you've had together. Laugh at awkward and ill-spent time in your youth. Yeah, no. She'll be laughing at me. She actually, I know that, that, that uh, I mean, her husband's the same way. They're, they're like, we're made for each other. Oh, you know, They're the same personality, the whole thing. You know, so they saw Jay. One year, Jay's like, what, who was, I think he was graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, you know, my brother-in-law comes out. You know, my brother-in-law's like this old dude that's that's younger than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very mature. Yeah, and a lot of respect. Age, yeah, 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 a super respectful guy. Uh-huh. And he comes out, and he, I guess they had spoke with Jeremy the night before. He'd stayed over there. And he was like, now this is an example. Now this is a decent human being. Wow. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> why, why wouldn't he be? Wow. You know? He was surprised. Yeah, I guess how he, he turned was, out. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell? You know, anyway, celebrate your siblings uh, and your time you had together, your blah, 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 blah. Catch up with your siblings. Enjoy looking at photos and videos of time spent together with them. Uh, play a song or two. In this case, it would have been the King's uh, Come Dancing. You know, Come dancing. you know what that song was about? No. It was about uh, Ray Davis's sister. Okay. That all these dudes would ask her uh, to go dancing, and they would, you know, they would go ass up trying to get at least one kiss, and oh. they wouldn't get shit from her that night. <laughs> oh, wow. She had a whole series of quarters <laughs> wanting to take her out to the, yeah. the dance club. <laughs> yeah. mm. They were trying their best to get to cop one. And was she his, was she his uh, older sister? Yeah, so older he, sister. He yeah. Got to watch this. So, yeah, so he got to get dragged uh, along to all this. So yeah, I'm write a song about this. <laughs> Adam, yeah. who do we got there, buddy? Oh, we know this is Iron Maiden with oh. Flash oh. of the Blade. You know what this song's about? Uh, about sword fighting. <laughs> it's actually about a horror movie. Oh, is it? Yes, but uh, before. We go any further. Today in History, Adam, yes, is brought to you by what I found on history.com like we do every single week. Right? What do they have for us? 1953, Adam. 1953, sure. I think everybody from Iron Maiden could have been born by then. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sad, but true. <laughs> April the 10th, uh, April the 1953. 10th. Check this out. Okay. The horror film House of Wax. House of Wax, starring none Ooh, other Vincent Price than Vince. Hey, let me shut up. Hold me, on. You're back. Thank no, you, dear God. Adam is back. Oh, I'm so oh, relieved. Yeah, House of Wax. Cool. Ooh, I didn't have to struggle through that one. I didn't, I didn't have to throw any hints out there. Ooh, 
I was hoping you would get this. Oh nice. my God, you have like no it. idea, man. I am so. Re- I'm, I'm now. I'm t- t- completely happy, brother. <laughs> 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 National Sibling Day. <laughs> Open in New York's Paramount Theater today, dude. Awesome. Was was it? Uh, there was that particular song was about the movie House of Wax. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Flash of the Blade is when I think Flash of the Blade, if I remember correctly, is about uh, Jack the Ripper. Oh, so that kind of horror. Oh, okay. You know, I got kind of pulp horror. I got you. And that's in a nutshell. There's some, you know, because your blade would probably get stuck in the wax. You know, it's just kind of. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam, I am so relieved. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to find the soundbite for that, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> Maybe it'll appear later on. <laughs> well, we'll find them. We'll find them. We'll find them. Released by Warner Brothers. It was the first movie uh, from a major motion picture studio to be shot using the three-dimensional 3D. or stereoscopic film process. One of the first horror films to be shot did in it, color. Did it require you to wear the uh, green, yes. or not, the, the blue and red lensed glasses? Yes. Yes. You like 3D films? Uh, I've only been to a few of them. Uh, there was one at the west side of town where they have the IMAX screen, and there was a 3D IMAX show in there. And the intro where they played the rocket taking off and shooting dirt clods at us yeah, and, and all that good stuff it looks fantastic. This movie didn't incorporate any of that bullshit. <laughs> was there, was it? Like, there was like one little side of a roof that looked like I could step on it. But the rest of the movie was like all on the screen. Like it didn't pop out to me or nothing. You know, the it was first, a waste. The first time I saw that was actually at the Hutchison Cosmosphere. Okay. That's the first time I saw it. Now you probably saw a rocket taking off. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it and it looked fantastic. Right. The first 3D film that I saw. Jaws 3D. No, I did not see Jaws 3D. Oh. I saw Friday the 13th 3 in 3D. 3D. Okay. Now, on top of crapping your pants, you felt that you were getting killed. Now. So you get killed, then crap your pants. Was it effective 3D? Did yes, it, it was. Was it like yes, right there yes, in your face? Yes, yes, Okay, good. You know, when he's ready to chop you with a machete or hang you, you know, and you're just like, no, don't go into the woods to have sex with that girl, you idiot. <laughs> You you can't convince the guy not to do that. He's going in. He's going yeah. there anyway. You're about to get impaled. <laughs> and when they jab the, when they jab that that uh that iron rod in him, oh. you know they they take that one shot right. So here's the shot of it. So the guy's he's running away from. In this case, would have been Jason, Jason. right? He's running sure. away from Jason. For some reason, all you could see is that one part of his face. You can't see everything else that's going around in this wood. Now this is dark. Be it's like a tight shot. Of yeah, his it's face a super as he, tight. As he's yeah, running yeah, away. Yeah. And Got then it. it's it's pretty incredible that within those woods, it's just light enough to see his face. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> what were the chances? Maybe it was a full moon. It was, there was enough extemporaneous light. What were the light? chances? Sure. I got you. So all of a sudden, he's you would think he's running away from Jason, uh-huh. but he's not. Holy shit! That, he, he doesn't know. Yeah, Jason somehow uh, teleports from where he was oh. to guess. I don't know how he passed him. The guy didn't hear him while he was running. I have no idea because there's a lot of woods. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the shot changes from his face to the guy's back, oh. and then you see that gigantic. Uh, I think in this case, he impaled him with like this iron rod. Yeah. So the iron rod goes in through his chest and comes out through his back, and the iron rod's about to hit you. You're you're, you're sitting oh. down. Your popcorn is flying. It's like holy shit. It's <laughs> Oh, it's full perfect. of blood, and I'm like, oh, shit, you idiot. You shouldn't have went into this wood. <laughs> that, look, that sounds great. That sounds really effective. That sounds like what I wanted to see. Wow. 
Jason Voorhees. Teleportation. Oh, man, how's the wax launch price on his long and successful career as a star of horror movies? So House of Wax is the one that made it. You'll find those in uh, during, usually during Halloween, in uh, Turner Classic. Oh, TCM. Yeah, the Turner Classic Movie Turner Channel. Classic Movies. Sure. You'll see those pop up in uh, sci-fi as well. The Sci-Fi Network sometimes shows those. Right. And he was just a regular actor, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't. He wasn't just the spooky voice guy, right? Yeah, he was an actual actor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, if I remember this correctly, I think I think I read he is the last of that generation of Lon Chaney and all these guys that were the Wolfman and Frankenstein and Dracula. He was the last of that class, mm. being you know that he rolled into the fifties, but he had acted in some of these movies in the forties. He was the young buck. The young, he was the young yeah, up yeah. and comer. He's just like, I'm about to replace Frankenstein. <laughs> little, yeah, little did he know that Christopher Lee, Saruman, and uh, you know, and he was had also been Dracula. He had been Saruman in the Lords of the Rings. We, we haven't mentioned the Lords, Lords of the Rings, of the Rings. In the, yeah, yeah, in a while. Did, did you mention it last week? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. But uh, yeah, so who would know that Christopher? Because Christopher Lee was also in that class with Vincent Price. Oh so, yeah, right. isn't that cool though? That's awesome. Yeah, and memorable 3D movies. I want to say Avatar was a big deal. I didn't watch it in 3D. Yeah. I, I saw Avatar the first 10, 15 minutes of it. I fell asleep in the theater because we had been at a party the day before, the night before. It was a New Year's. It wasn't New Year's. It was a Christmas Eve party. And we had been out late all night. And we decided to go to the movies and big mistake. I Isn't it insane that Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time? Oh, how does that work? It, uh-huh. I, I don't think it's that great of a movie. But everybody, okay. everybody wanted to go there and see the, the blue people. Is that, is that what they wanted to see? Yeah, the funny thing is I actually saw it later, like on TBS, like X amount of years later. Did you think it was great? Did you think, oh man, I, it was I, can't, okay. I can't believe I it missed that on this. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it was for made for TV. Oh, let, let me dig under that tree for unobtainium. Oh, what a, <laughs> a stupid name for a thing. Wasn't that what it was called? I unobtainium? Dude, you got a better memory stupid. than me, dude. I do be honest with you, you got a better memory. <laughs> also, you know, the, the monster from the, the, the Black Lagoon was... Uh, was a 3D as well. I didn't. Did, did I, he have a name? Uh, was he just a creature? He was like. Creature? I think he was uh, related to Godzilla. <laughs> oh, he looks very similar. <laughs> he looks very similar. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla, you're the best. <laughs> does he have a Does he have a sound effect for us yet? <laughs> we usually on the third birthday. <laughs> Last week he was going off. <laughs> He's still asleep. <laughs> it's too early for him. Oh my god, Adam, turn that down. Oh, you wanted to hear this one. This is back and forth by operator, please. Back and forth today in sports history, Adam. <laughs> Brought to you by history.com and on this day.com slash sports, Adam. Okay. 1971, April the 10th, 1971, Adam. Okay. The U.S. tennis table team began a week-long visit to the People's Republic of China. Well, did that the include PRC. Forrest Gump? Was Forrest no. Gump? Oh. I think so, according to Forrest Gump. But yes. I saw a movie where yes, Forrest yes, Gump was yes, there yes, in China. Yes, yes. After he had been in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the invitation of China's communist government. Hmm. They, wanted the, they wanted to come over and beat up the Americans at table tennis. Uh, they, well, the well-publicized trip was part of the PRC's attempt to build closer diplomatic relations with the U.S. Well, it worked. That was the whole deal. Yeah. It worked. And it was to be uh, the beginning of what the pundits of the United States refer to as ping pong diplomacy. I don't think that mm. you could use ping pong anymore because we went through those words the other day of the cancel culture oh. trying to, to, 
You have to call it table tennis. <laughs> I think so. No ping pong. You can't use that. <laughs> so this is okay now. This is dated. Ping so. pong and ding dang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't play. Wang dang. <laughs> and much less Wuhang. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomatic relations between the U.S. and uh, China actually improved, dude. Yeah, was that yeah. under Nixon? Uh, was Nixon doing all that stuff? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I think it was right. Nixon. He was doing his thing, dude. It was incredible, though. It was a big deal. I think it fired up uh, table tennis here. Uh, fired up China's yeah. economy. Yeah, oh, that And, that, and that uh, there are overlords now. That was. <laughs> that was. <laughs> You've been listening to Fox too much. <laughs> I, think it was 60, I think it was 60 Minutes had a big piece on this. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, they wanted also uh, kind of to show the other communists in the world that they could also make uh, very cheap items. Oh, <laughs> get, well, not only that, but they can Knock-offs. also they can make you know uh, uh, friends with the U.S. and capitalism oh. and whatnot. So yeah, so that's what we got there, dude. They want a little bit of what we have. I guess that's what they were, they they saw. I guess so. That, yeah. Yeah. Plus they saw a chance to get some espionage going. Through. Oh yeah, that's, that's today it's today it's today it's today. Sounds just like Neil Young. Sounds perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know oh. why you're. I don't know why you're making that face. Adam, <laughs> are you not a Neil Young fan either? <laughs> no, he's fine. Oh, okay. I was gonna change yeah, he's it. Fine. It was like, what the hell? That, he's I, he's kind of the Godfather of grunge. <laughs> you look at him and you think kind of grunge. I like Neil Young. I do too. It's pretty good. I think you know. You know. You know. He sang with Rick James. He was in a duo with Rick James. Really? Did they cover Super Freak? Of course, really. I'm not going to make that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> We're only the show with sketchy facts. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Where's our, where's our Rick James sound? <laughs> Never mind who you thought I was. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to tell you right now, Adam. Um, okay. Today in rock history. Oh, rock history. That's right. Brought to you by history.com. Oh, good. On this day in music.com mm-hmm. and songfacts.com slash History, not slash from Guns N' Roses. They've all agreed this is the news of the day. This is this is the news of this <laughs> for the Tommy and Adam Hard to name podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS <laughs> podcast, Castbox, Castbox, <laughs> and your favorite DSPs. Yeah, 1955, Adam. Okay. Uh, 1955 performing mm-hmm. to an all-white audience. Now. <laughs> I just said all white and 1955, Adam. I okay. see your, I see your eyes. I furrowed my brow. Yeah, yes. there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> awaken what, my brain. What and do start you to think, think? What do you think I'm trying to talk about here? Anyway, this will be a black gentleman <laughs> <laughs> performing at a segregated show. Oh, in Birmingham, Alabama, Nat King Cole. Ah. you are a savant for sure. <laughs> yeah, Nat King now Cole. check this out. Was attacked by oh. four members of the Ku Klux Klan. Holy crap. On where? On like, stage. On dude. stage? On stage. That's oh, right. Yeah. Man. Cole suffers a back injury and is treated at the hospital, but remains that returns that night to play his second show, man. But this time to an all-black audience. And at that point, there was no shenanigans going on. So there was a it was a mixed audience. It was segregated though. We mm-hmm. had blacks and whites and separate 
sides of the arena or whatever this was. Is that how that worked out? This one was all, this is all black in the same venue. So they must have gone ahead and uh, emptied the venue whenever yeah. the, the, I'm sure. Uh, but, the the first, but the first one where he was attacked, it was it was mixed. No, where, it, where was, was, it was, it says here, all white audiences. Oh, here. all white. And yeah. Oh my yep, God. Yep, 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 yep. So yep. he planned already to play two shows. That's right. One white, one black. But this dude, I'm telling you, man, we, even with a back injury, he came back and played his second show. I love it. That's how committed that dude was. That's incredible. I didn't know this. The attackers, check this out. This is how fucked up things are. Okay. The attackers received a maximum sentence of 180 days in jail for almost maiming this guy, for almost making him paraplegic. Now, I'm just shocked that they even went to jail yeah. down in a Birmingham at this time of the year, 1955. Probably, yeah, because wouldn't they have all, like, all of their... Uh, KKK cohorts like in the courtroom yeah. and on the judge's bench and all yep, that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. That's right. And a side note, on April 1992, Public Enemy, Enemy released their highly anticipated third album, Fear of a Black Planet, on the same day that this happened, you know. Mm. But there was an arena or a venue full of white people that wanted to, to see a Nat King Cole show. And four yahoos went up there and started beating on him. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I mean, remember back in the 40s when they went, the Nazis went and the, uh, had that rally in... Uh, in oh, yeah, in the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Right, right, right. <laughs> Must have been the same cats. <laughs> oh, my God, these guys. <laughs> these shitbags. First, we got to pay our respect to the late, great, incomparable, somebody we love very much, somebody I have all admiration in the world for. I got a chance to know him personal. The late, great Mr. Martin Luther King. There you go, man. James Brown, right there. Hardest working from, man from the stage. Hardest working man, dude. Yep. 1968, Adam. Yes. Still tensions are high, dude. 1968. Mm -hmm. Civil rights are just cooking, cooking the nation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing had been signed why, yet, right? I why? Mean, and, and why was James Brown solemn in his speech there? Because they had just assassinated Martin Luther King the day before. The day previous. Yes. Yep, yep. Yes. yep, 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 yep. Wow. And, and he was in Boston. I mean, <laughs> not all. I mean, one of the most uh, <laughs> whitest towns in the world. That's right. But they still have a black component now, to you, their population. You know, and, and here's, and, and maybe this is where we get lost or maybe we get caught up in the sensationalism of news. Mm hmm and we won't let bad things uh, rest. We'll continue. Whatever ills uh, James Brown was involved in, those are the things that keep surfacing. But something like this does not surface on a regular basis. This guy went ahead. Not only did he give a tribute to Oh, Martin you don't want to hear King, the good stuff? No, no, no. He went ahead and kept his mm -hmm. concert going, and they televised it for free. What? That's right, man. In the local area? In the local area. Oh, that's crap. right. Now. And that, you know, what did that do? That helped calm the the, uh, the tensions of, amongst the black population, calm down the uh, rioting and all these other things that were going to be happening, all the social unrest. That sole gesture mm -hmm. that James Brown uh, went ahead. And, and I, I saw footage because you, you alerted me to this footage. Yeah, I did, I did. And I saw that the mayor of Boston, he took the stage, I think, before mm -hmm. James Brown. Well, James Brown was on stage with the mayor. Yes, with the mayor. And the yep. mayor said, hey, we're going to be here because we all want to see James. We want to have fun, but then we want to be peaceful. Even though he considered canceling, canceling it. Yeah. And it was like other council members or something that encouraged him and said, hey, we need this release. We need this That's show. Right. We need you, this something. You, and then, you know that, right? Yes. The other council members were actually uh, involved in this meeting. 
Adam, and guess what they told him? What did they tell him? Bitch, please. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they told him. <laughs> you ain't canceling nothing. You ain't canceling <laughs> shit, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there was a heavy police presence at the show, which nearly turns violent when the concert goers rush the stage, dude. Right. Before the police can take it down, Brown intervenes, telling the cops to stand down. Yes, he did. Wow. There's actual footage of that. I saw that, where kids were getting up there on stage with him, and uh, police enforcers tried to come up there and, you know, well, that I think their job is protecting James, right? I, so, would, I would think so, yeah. And they were kind of pushing people right back and off of the stage into the crowd, and he put a stop to all that stuff. He, he actually pleaded respect from the crowd as well. So he told, yes, the, he, did. he told the cops, stand down. People in the crowd back then, he said, go down and let's do this show together, he pleads. We're black. Don't make us all look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, that's a quarter of a lifetime right there. You don't hear that. Nowhere. I think that's like one of the biggest things ever. You, we all know how this ended. It ended a piece. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was a hero. And, yeah. and the death of Martin Luther King, you know, also has inspired popular songs. One of them is U2's uh, Pride in the Name of Love. Ah, okay. Tommy, I know you like this song. I love this song, man. This is... Chicago with Saturday in the park. I love this song. I was six years old when this thing came out. Did you have somebody in your casa that would play it? I, I can't on- remember that. I just remember this on the radio. You know, I don't remember it as a kid, though. But I remember I love this song. I, you know, it's just one of those things. It was on Chicago. Check this out. 1971 Adam. Okay. Was the first American rock band. Okay. To play Carnegie Hall in New York City. Hmm. Okay. What do you think about that? I could that? see that. That's kind of like dipping your toe into rock music. You know, that's kind of like, I don't know if we want these rockers in our building. Let's try Chicago first. You know, it's nothing too, it's not saying, oh, come on, Black Sabbath, let's see what you have. You know, it's, <laughs> not, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's just like, okay, you, you guys, you guys sing, uh, sing nice, nice musical notes, and you got the, the horn section. Yeah, no Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we'll have none of that shit here. No, none of that. None of M- We're MC coming five. to your town. We're going to party down. MC no, Five, no. the Stooges. We're <laughs> no, we'll have none of that. That's that's kind of like uh, testing the water. Okay, like, okay, okay. Oh, I got I like, it. I got I like it. it. I got it. Many performers had you know played Carnegie Hall after that. So the pioneers of that were Chicago. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know either. Speaking of funky, Tommy, you picked a funky one here. James Brown. No. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's from James Brown's catalog. You would think. It's, yeah. it's Zeppelin. The Crunch. There you go, Adam. Woo. <laughs> April the 10th, 1973, Adam. Yeah. Led Zeppelin's album. Houses of the Holy. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> Zeppelin 101. <laughs> With Adam softball, oh, it was certified. It was a certified gold, Adam. Oh, just on on its way to platinum, That's multi-platinum. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. it's the fifth studio album. Fifth, uh, yes. just having been released a little bit over a month. So it took them a month. A month to get five hundred thousand to get five hundred 
thousand in sales. Yeah. And we're talking what nineteen seventy three, as I told you. Seventy three. So yeah. you know, it wasn't like we had the internet. Like we repeated this a couple they're, of times. They're moving before. units. That's it, man. That's pretty cool. You know, uh, probably I don't know. I don't want to say anything stupid about Zeppelin, especially in front of you, <laughs> and get schooled for at least half an hour. I don't want to chance that. Okay. But uh, what is the song remains the same, right? The movie no, or, no, or the, no, song. the song? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Song remains the same. on there. Uh, yes. Very cool song, the Rain song. The Rain song, right. inspired by a conversation with George Harrison, in which he told Jimmy Page, I believe, that you guys don't have any ballad. And then no Jimmy kidding. Page said, "Okay, I'll make the Rain song, and the first three notes or something are the same notes from something." You know, George Harrison's song from the Beatles, Abbey Road album. Wow. Yeah. Man, I am. You're, you're dumbstruck. You're I, I can't. I can't. I don't know what the hell to say that. You can't go my, on. My my mind is going through the intro of the song as you're saying this. You know? Yeah, I could. I, a connection? I could feel that now uh, when I hear that. Wow. Yeah. As, as a tribute to Joe. Yeah. Over the hills and, and far away. Far away. Yep. That's right. Uh, my favorite song off of that record. No quarter. I think I've told you this before. Oh yes, I love that song. And a man. big live component where uh, John Paul Jones would play the organ for about twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty-seven minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Dire Maker as well. Jamaica. I think that's how they say it. That's how they say that. Yeah, that's the. Uh, it's the more. It? It's the more Jamaican sound. It's the reggae. Yeah, the reggae song. We got the funk with the crunch. Yeah, <laughs> we've got the Jamaican. Yeah, it just goes to show you. You know, they were expanding, dude. You know what I'm saying? I know. So yeah, all different areas in today Jean-Bas. released in 1973, dude. Love it. What's this, Adam? You this have is, to know what this is. This is the Police live with Roxanne. Oh, I from 1979. This. I love this song, man. Tommy, you know it's about a sex worker. Oh yeah. Well, let me. Let me enlighten you a little bit more. <laughs> okay. 1978, Adam. Uh-huh. April the 7th, 1978. The police released Roxanne as the first single from their debut album. Good. Outlandis. Okay. Uh, De Amor. De Amor. The inspiration came from the name of a character in the play of Sereno de Bergerac. Sereno de Bergerac. Yeah, yes, yes Exactly. Which Sting saw in an old poster which was hanging up on the wall in the lobby in a hotel that he stayed in Paris. Okay. Nice. So you're almost in the zone. <laughs> I'm almost it in wasn't, the zone. It wasn't, it wasn't about an actual hooker that, you know, some experience that Sting had. Well, what with. is she putting the red light on for? I the red light says you're in the red light district. You put the red light on, it means you're, o- you're open for business. I love you long time. I was very <laughs> horny. Me sucky sucky. Yeah. <laughs> what that means? Open in more ways than you can imagine. <laughs> now check this out. I'm gonna give you a little uh, a little tidbit about this before we move on. I like that. BBC Radio refused to play it, mm-hmm. which tanked the song, dude. Back why, in why, why was it controversial? Why the song failed to chart, but when re-released in 1979, it peaked at number 12 in the UK. Mm. So they had to go across the pond. Play it make here. Make it a hit here. Make it a here hit for them to get any kind of notice. Mm. Uh, yep. But what was what was their aversion to the song? What what were they uh what would they think was that it doesn't say here, it says but the complete the prostitution was, angle? 
It could be. I mean, this is not. Would England want any more bad press after Jack the Ripper? On <laughs> Jack the Ripper, <laughs> not like the 1800s. <laughs> England's been struggling with with, <laughs> with bad with bad prostitution stories. I don't know. Oh, Maybe they didn't need another one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Understood. <laughs> Oh, one of my favorites, David Bowie. Mm-hmm, with a Let's Dance. Mm, what a funky song this is. You're getting a lot of funk in here tonight. I do. That's because <laughs> reggaeton. <laughs> but I have a respectable funk. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Yeah. Not that, you know, not that none of them. Not, there's, there's disrespectable funk? Not the appearance of Bad Bunny on our, <laughs> <laughs> on our podcast last week. <laughs> I was ready for that one too. I, said, I, I got you know, I got a reggaeton star here. Dude. No. I, gotta, I had to get ready for that, you know. Anyway, 1983, Adam, April yes. the 9th, 1983. David Bowie was at number one mm-hmm. with "Let's Dance." It features blue guitarist. Mm-hmm. Take a jab. Blues guitarist. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who is it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give. I'm not even gonna guess. Stevie Ray Vaughan played what? on that record. That's right. What year is this? That's 80, what? 1983. 83? Yes, sir. Jeez. The song introduced Which Bowie. The young, young guitar slinger at that time. That's right. The young the song introduced Bowie to a new younger hipper audience from the 1980s, which was the MTV uh, crowd. Oh. Yeah, that's right. The Duke. Could you pick out any Stevie Ray Vaughan staple sounds in that? Uh, I can't. Not really. Not really. But you know what I mean? I mean he was just hired gun at that time. He could have been because, uh, I want to say, David Bowie's uh, guitarist is a guy with the last name Ortega. I know because he's a Puerto Rican from Ponce, Puerto Rico, and I would know that. Okay. <laughs> so, Ortega? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, he was just, yeah, he was on that record. Mm, good information. <laughs> I knew that would that would that would uh yeah, that piqued my interest. Yes, it did. Now, Adam. Yes. Before we go into this story, I've spoken about this song in one of our first podcasts. Yes. And these these uh these are artists that say they're not going to play Sun City because Sun City was in South Africa and there was apartheid, right? Yes. We, we had. Uh, governmental problems with the way the government was being run. Yes, so, sir. So we weren't going to go there for an easy paycheck and, and earn big money You were being support that. You were being kind. The, the, the problem with the government is that they were super racist and oppressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the problem. A little problem, you know. Yeah, a little problem. Yes. A, a huge problem. Anyway, in 1984, I'm going to give you a little genesis of what this is. Really fast. Okay. Little Stevie. Van Zant. Van Zant. Yes. Announced that he was leaving the E Street, e Street Band, Band, dude. Okay. And he goes on to helm the Sun City Project. Because he, he felt so strongly about it right. particularly. Yep, yep okay. that's right. He returned back in the 90s with him, you know. Right. Then he went on to do other great things like uh, play Silvio Dante in the Sopranos. Did you ever know if he died or not on that show? Do you remember? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Someday we'll visit the Sopranos in some podcast. Oh, I'm sure we will. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. I'm, I hope to do that someday. Okay. And it, it won't be a, or maybe it's an extended motherfuckeria. I don't know yet. <laughs> We're, we have, that one's brewing. That one just came to me, inspired me. It's a 35-parter. 
<laughs> It'll take us through the rest of season two. All right, we're doing episodes four, five, and six today. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you some names of who worked on this project. Now, this project... Star-studded, right? This project did not get mm-hmm. the respect that it needed to get. Did it get, like, label support? Did they have uh, a label put out an album? Like, uh, had producers? A lot of people want to get involved with it. It did. Okay. But it did not get what, uh, let's say, We Are the World got. It did not get... Right, uh, because I, I know completely about We Are the World, but I you had to inform me about the Sun Cities. It did not get the play that Band-Aid got played. Sure. So hunger of Africans is more important than sure. oppression yeah. of Africans. I guess, I don't know, I'm going to throw that out there but was and this, shame the social conscience world. Did this actually world. predate those other ones? It only predated We Are The World. I'm not sure. Google, can you Google that real quick? See when We mm-hmm. Are The World came out? While I, while I blast some Go names ahead. at you. Do it. Joey Ramone. Of course we know him, the Ramones. DJ <laughs> Cool Herc, one of the pioneers of hip-hop in New York City. Okay. I mean, one of the first ones. Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel. Okay. Ruben Blades, the salsa singer also on Predator 2. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember him or not. No. Bob Dylan, Pat Benatar, Herbie Hancock, Ringo Starr. Wow. Lou Reed, Run DMC, Peter Gabriel, Bob Geldof, Clarence Clemens of the E Street Band. Street Band, sure. David Ruffin and Eddie Kendricks, both of the Temptations, I believe. Darlene wow. Love, Bobby Womack, Africa Bombada, Curtis Blow, the Fat Boys, Jackson Brown, Daryl Hannah, the, uh, the actress. The actress? Yes, right. Peter Wolf, Bono, George Clinton, Keith Richards, Ronnie Wood. Damn. Bonnie Red, Hall and Oates, Michael Monroe, and there's some other people there. We're not we Are the World them. was March 7th, 1985. See? Mm. Anyway. That's wild. I thought it was, uh, I th- you know, I mean, I didn't even know anything about that. And I believe. Now, did anything after... happen out of, out of as a result of their efforts and recording a whole album, right? Isn't Wasn't it a whole album yeah, and was I, made? Yeah, and I, when was Mandela released? Oh, boy. I mean, there's a lot going on with this, and this is one of the first, this is one of the, uh, this is the catalyst to bring the world conscience into what was going on. So, you know, kind of, this is the responsible, this is the piece, this is what you push to get that ball rolling. So, the, you know, some people miss that. I mean, I, I did not miss that, obviously. I, I, I didn't know about it. Mandela was released in 1990. So still, it took them five, six. Five years after. Uh, okay, six years, actually. Yeah, after this was wow. released. Yeah. But still, it got the ball rolling. Yeah, and also, also I want to say another thing that brought the conscience about apartheid or apartheid, as Jeremy used to tell me, was the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover movie, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon? Was also. Why? One of the, one of the, ba- the bad guys was a South African. Trying oh, to was escape. It, was it Lethal Weapon 2? I think so. And he so. had the diplomatic immunity? Uh-huh. And it's just been revoked? <laughs> yes. Shot. Yeah, that's a good stuff. So that's, those are the things that are going, you know, so you see how popular culture uh, and art, music, is is how it moves things. Mm. So it's very positive. So good, yeah. Very good. 1985. Oh. Hey. <laughs> you know who that is, Adam. That's like George Michael there. Yeah. <laughs> Like that piece that you did for the uh, for the for the tapeworms to be having the bangy bang inside the inside the cats. Yeah, that's right. That was a good bit. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for being back, dude. <laughs> Wham, Adam. Yes. yes, it is. Became the first Western pop group to play in China when they perform at the Workers Gymnasium in Beijing. The Workers Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. Footage of, <laughs> footage of that trip <laughs> appears on their video for this song right here for Freedom, dude. Cool. I like it. So, yeah. What do you think? So, there's uh, also 1985, not too long after that, they're, you know, they're opening doors for performance in China. Yeah. You know, first ping pong, now wham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wham was pretty harmless. Maybe this is another thing where they're dipping their toe. <laughs> like, like Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Like, we're going to go easy on this. <laughs> give, me the, give me those two lads over there. We'll try them first. Do you think Chairman Mao, <laughs> Chairman Mao would have been approving? Of, of George Michael's uh, lifestyle. Maybe we don't need all the glam metal guys here yet. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> we'll go with Wham. Also, back on this day, as a, a side note, uh, Adam, in 1998, George Michael was uh, arrested for disorderly conduct at a park restroom mm, in Beverly Hills yeah. after an undercover officer observing him performing a lewd act. Oh, Went yeah. on CNN. It was a whole fiasco. Then finally he came out as a gay man. I want to read this to you to see what you make out of this, okay? Okay. Says and names, you know, what was going on at the Will Rogers Memorial Park is where this went on. Inside of a toilet is what it says here. Inside a toilet? Yeah, it says, uh, it, well, I would I would imagine inside. In the, in the, in the Inside the, when they say public toilet, I would imagine it's the restroom itself. Okay. So anyway. Uh, Did they go to a stall at least? Yeah, seriously, check this out. Says, okay. I was followed into the restroom by this cop. Well, at the time, I didn't know he was a cop. Obviously, we started playing this game. I think it's called, now check this out. Mm -hmm. I'll show you mine. You show me yours. Uh -huh. And when you show me yours, I'm going to nick you. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I think nick means arrest. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what that means. You think so? <laughs> so, so the undercover cop showed, say, hey, I guess I'm, he's I'm here. I'm down for a good time. <laughs> that's what George what? Michael says. Yeah. Anyway, at the bottom line, he pleaded guilty, I think. That's entrapment. Said, it's a <laughs> I think so too. We should clear, clear yeah, his name. He on was this. fined eight hundred and ten bucks, dude. Eight hundred and ten bucks for showing his willy penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! For getting a nick. <laughs> hey, we we're talking about horror here not too long ago. Yeah, let's have a nightmare. Give us some volume. I think you're gonna like oh yeah. We saw this live, by the way, together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Big theatrical show. Excellent. You know, his guitarist was a Playboy. That one chick. No. Yeah. I, I know she was pretty fetching. Died. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's let's get back to this. <laughs> let's let's, let's take. This is the history of when he uh, <laughs> let's recruited that young <laughs> young lady. To no, no. Be I wish. I oh, wish. Okay. I'll be on the lookout for that. By the way. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-eight, Adam. April the 7th, 1988, right. Alice Cooper, mm -hmm. the uh, singer of this excellent song right here, at a rehearsal when the piano wire that kept him safely suspended during his gallows stunt mm -hmm. snapped. So it snapped, dude. Okay. Alice Cooper was near... Alice Cooper nearly hanged himself oh, for shit. real on stage at Wembley Arena. It was on London. stage. That's right. I thought he it was, was a rehearsal. He was rehearsing, yeah. Okay. He was able to slip it over his chin and uh, save basically himself until the roadie came and got his ass out of there. Holy crap. Is that naughty or what, man? Did he have to wear a scarf for the rest of the weekend uh, or something? <laughs> I, I would imagine. I would imagine so. Anyway, we're glad that Grandma Alice made it through there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Ooh. It's heavy. It's getting heavy. Ooh. One of our favorites right here, Tommy. Tom. Yes, out to get me. Guns, Guns and Roses! 
1990, Adam. Yes. April the 7th, 1990. Okay. Guns N' Roses played their last show with Steven Adler, kicked his dumbass out of the band. Boom, you're gone. 1990? 1990. Okay. All right. So that was it. That was before they went into the studio to do the... Use Your Illusion albums, yeah, right? Some, were, were they still touring behind? There's some back and forth on that. There's some tracks that they say that Matt Soren didn't play. Oh, so Steven Adler it was could have still Steven been Adler, yeah. Mm. Okay. But then I believe, I don't know how the whole story goes. I don't want to go ahead and, you know, make up something on this. Even though I feel like making it up and make it really sensational, but so I really don't know. I'm imagining that they were all pretty much habitual drug users. But he was just to another level. Yeah. He was just unsustainable. Yeah, this dude has strokes in the whole deal. Man. Yeah. It's nuts. Also on Guns N' Roses related news on April the 8th, 2016, Adam. Okay. Their reunion tour got underway in Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it did. There you go. Axel Rose, who fractured his foot at a warm-up show. Started it out <laughs> in the Dave Grohl's oh, chair. Oh, Right yes, now, yes, he did. We saw that throne. Yes, we. Uh, I feel so and, good. And one of our episodes, we saw that in November, didn't we? You said that was the one piece of rock memorabilia that you would like to own is Dave Grohl's metal throne <laughs> with all the guitar sticking out in the back. It was one of the most beautiful sights I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And when the light hit it, I mean, whoever designed this did obviously. It yeah. had full motion capability. Yeah, it yeah. was able to go up and back. Can you imagine that with a Willis new uh, living room set? How beautiful that throw oh. was. <laughs> and it must have been comfortable. Those guys sat on it for like three hours <laughs> and entertaining us. <laughs> it's also easy Stratton's birthday, Adam, just in case. He was born on April the 8th, 1960. Deuce. Got it. I like that transition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Last week I was transitioning by myself. Adam was tough. <laughs> Hard. It sounded professional to me. I don't know. Uh, it, it took it took a, it took me a minute. <laughs> 1994, Adam. Yeah. You know what year 1994 means for Nirvana, especially during this time, Adam. Kurt Cobain of Nirvana killed himself. With a shotgun at age 27. Yes. His body isn't discovered until three days later. Wow. When an electrician enters to install an alarm, dude. Damn. The suicide note that they found said, I haven't felt the excitement of listening to as well as creating music along with really writing. For many years now, high concentration of heroin and traces of Valium were found in Cobain's body, dude. So all he really mentioned was his obligation to probably record company contract his bandmates and the fans to actually produce more music. That's the only thing he really mentioned as the burden that well, that pushed him over the edge. Well, he's not even on planet Earth mentally nor spiritually. Wow. You know? That's insane. Isn't that? Well, this is all going on his wife, Courtney Love, right? <laughs> oh, what's she, where's she, cla- she As classy as she is. She wasn't was, around yeah. for three days. She was arrested on drugs and theft charges after a reported overdose as well. At this time, Love wasn't aware that her husband had killed himself. Holy crap. Isn't that sad, dude? Now, that's she horrible. Was, she was in the band Hole, right, at the time? Was mm-hmm. she out touring or something? I, I don't know what the whole story is behind this. Okay. But, I mean, it's pretty sad. I mean, regardless of all this flack, and sometimes she's the butt of a lot of jokes, but that has to be sad as hell, dude. Yeah. No that kidding. has to be horrible. 
you got a young daughter, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's Francis two. Bean. Yeah. Oh, you're doing all this crazy stuff. Anyway, in 2005, on this day as well, Adam, on the 7th of April, uh, on the 11th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death, mm-hmm. his hometown of Aberdeen, Washington, as the phrase to their sign, come, come as, as you, you are. are. What a tribute, isn't that? I love it. <laughs> Tommy? <laughs> I've got a prescription, (laughs) and it calls for more cowbell. Blue Oyster Cult. We also saw Blue Oyster Cult. We did, I was going to say. Yeah, who who did they open up for? For Boston. For For Boston. Boston. Yeah, it was Shooting Star first. Okay, Blue Oyster Cult. And then Blue Oyster Cult, and then, yeah, Boston. Boston. And Blue Oyster Cult, it was like... Uh, who was the, I think the singer was the only one that was left. I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure. They look like a bunch of strangers. And we showed too, up. Too young to be we up We showed up for like this, this uh, what is it, the uh, song before last on Shooting Star. We didn't even, we didn't even bother. And, you know, to be honest with you, uh, Blue Oyster Corps was pretty good. Yeah, they were. You know, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and, of course, they're pushing their new stuff. Hey, listen to this new song. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. We want to hear Godzilla. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or what, how do you say it? Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday Night Live, spoofing behind the music. Remember that? A skit where Blue Oyster Cult was uh, recording Don't Fear, the Reaper, <laughs> premiered with Christopher, on NBC. Christopher Walken yes, as yes, the uh, right. studio guy. Christopher yeah. Walken Producer. character, Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> Demanded more cowbell, just like you said, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that this still pisses off Eric Bloom because it's mentioned to him so much, especially after the skit. Oh, I bet <laughs> so. But now he's, he's got like a signature thing. He's got a signature piece. He is the cowbell man. <laughs> oh, we're going to tone it out real quick, Adam, because in 2010, man, yeah, the singer of this awesome song right here. Oh, yeah. What am I Lane, uh, Lane Staley. Lane Staley. Yep. Died after overdosing of heroin, heroin and cocaine. Yeah. Speaking of other wounded, walking wounded on stage, I watched... Uh, they opened, Allison Chains opened for Ozzy Osbourne. I went to that show, and wow. he was uh, he was hobbled. He had a broken leg, broken foot, something, and he was on stage with a wheelchair, and he was doing like wheelchair stunts and wheelchair wheelies and wow. all these other things. And then when he, when we got really excited at the end, he got on a roadie's shoulders and it was being like piggybacked around, you know. And you know, it was it was a whole show. It was wow. pretty good. The last thing I remember of Alice in Chains that's memorable to me is just their unplugged performance. Well, they opened for uh, GNR in uh, Kansas City. No. Not no. that version. <laughs> Not that Alice in Chains. <laughs> you need like, Lane Staley. Though. I'd still say it was great. I'm not going to say it was bad. I will not say that for no, a minute. It was good. I still would have loved to have seen Lenny Kravitz. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. You know, you know how much he weighed when they found his body? Holy this guy was six feet tall, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he was a tall guy. Well, you're asking the question. I'm going to have to say 157. 86 pounds. What? Dude, that's Holy right. shit. That's right. That's Are you right. kidding? They had to identify his body because he was two weeks dead with his dental records, dude. Jesus that's Christ. That's right. Motley Crue, baby. Piece of your action. Two thousand four. We're gonna run through this one really fast too. Okay. Singer Vince Neil of Motley Crue. Yes. Pleaded no contest to battery. 
after uh, being accused of grabbing a sex worker from the Bunny Ranch bunny out ranch. there in Nevada. Yeah. yeah, okay. By the throat, dude. No respect at all, dude. He was sentenced to 30 days in jail, which was suspended. Uh, 60 days anger management, and he was fined a thousand bucks. Okay. It's horrible. Poor lady. She's, you know, again, open for business, and mm-hmm. here comes this guy, grabs her by the throat, you know? Okay. And it's like, I'm Vince Neal. You know, I just, I, by the way, she just wouldn't have even should have accused him. This guy killed a dude in drunk driving and, you know, went to jail for three days. Maybe he thought he was going to pay extra. So I'm going to pay you extra, so it'll be okay. <laughs> Moving on, Adam. You know who these guys are? The who? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yes, the, the who. who, yeah. You're going to love this story. This is a great story. You haven't heard this one, I don't think. Okay. 2012, Adam. 2012? April the 8th, 2012. Okay. It was reported that organizers of the 2012 London Olympics, Adam... Yes. Had recently asked the manager of the Who, 2012 now, mm-hmm. if famous drummer Keith Moon was available <laughs> to play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the forthcoming London Olympic Games. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't get that issue of the newspaper. <laughs> he didn't get the memo. <laughs> what a bunch of Only squares, off by some decades, man. A few decades. What a, you know, Prince Fabian, whatever this guy who died the other day uh, from England, the the white, the uh, husband yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah. I bet you this guy knew about <laughs> yeah. the who. Maybe. I don't know. I would hope so. I don't know those regal types, you know. <laughs> uh, wow. Who manager Bill uh, Kerbsenly told the Times how he responded to the request. You're going to love this. Thing. Okay. I emailed back saying Keith now resides in Golders Green Crematorium, having lived up to the Who's anthemic line, I hope I die before, before I get I old. Get old. <laughs> oh. He said, if they have a round table, some glasses, and a candle, they might be able to contact them. He thought, man, that'd be a nice idea if, if around the Olympics, these guys could actually get back together and settle these differences. What a what the hell? <laughs> what freaking geniuses! This weekend, oh yeah, kiss. Adam, I had to take over the volume on that one. <laughs> it came in too low. You pumped it. <laughs> Stole your love. Uh oh. Rock and roll stance. He's out of the chair. <laughs> I love this song. I honestly I do. Is this a bit of a rarity? Is this something that they would play live they did today? It. There's this one cut. Uh, I want to say it's a show in Houston in 1974, 1975. Hold up, dude. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's too, it's too much to pull out right now to find. <laughs> <laughs> that DVD has it. So. <laughs> I stole your love. Oh, Adam, this week in history, baby. Yes. 2017. Yeah, that's now not Think long back. Yes. All right. Four years. The world was open. We could shake so, hands. Yeah, that's true. 
touch. Kisses Gene Simmons. Yeah. Calls on stage at a performance in Bremen, Oklahoma. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh It's a landmark event in kiss history. <laughs> the, the Tommy and Adam's very own Tommy Martinez wow. to sing on stage with him. On stage. Play some more. I stole your love. Was that Play your... some more. I stole your love. Here we go. Here we go. Stole your love. One of your favorite memories. One of your what? Is it is it your number one? My number one rock and roll got, moment. It's got yes. to be. It's insane. Now, when you were on stage with, oh. uh, and, and granted, there were others. There were others impeding the traffic. Physically, yes, but not mentally. Right. Did you ever exchange glances with Gene? Like, uh, you, like did you get a connection? Was yes. there like a timing thing that yes, happened? Yes. Let me tell you how this happened. Okay. okay. Go ahead. You know, I, have I have I told you actually how this happened now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Many times, but but for the for the audience, <laughs> we need to get this we need to get this on record. Okay. So this is how it happened. Yes. I was in the front front row. Mm-hmm. Of course. Why wouldn't you be? And Gene Simmons says, I'm going to call some people on stage, but I want to especially call Tommy Martinez. As oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew you by name before that was, you even went on stage. That was my dream a couple of days later. Uh, <laughs> wait, you went to sleep a couple of days yeah, later? I, still, you I didn't want to wait. I went, it was waking me up. You got to go to work. I'm like, no, 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 I'm on stage again. <laughs> leave, leave me here. I don't want to lose me, my memories. Leave me here with Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stick our own history in here some way, dude. I don't That's know what right. to tell you. I mean, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what a great day that was. Oh, absolutely. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up. It's about to get real heavy. We just go from one end to the other, baby. (laughs) Adam, you do. You didn't even need to sit down. Adam, you just keep standing, Adam, Tommy. You knew yes. that if Houses of the Holy did not make significant albums, there had to be something and you, epic. You, you had to feel it. Yes. And this is what I gift you, my friend, and you return back <laughs> to episode number 27. Toys in the Attic, Toys baby, in Adam the attic. Smith. Aerosmith's landmark Ooh, album. Man. This is the one that really made him, really pushed him over the top to being real big, do, huge rock star. And do you know, here's a really quick fact, which I probably have somewhere in my notes. but Good. But you know that what really took him to made him a little bit more known wasn't so much Toys in the Attic. They actually released Rocks and had to go do a couple of re-releases from Toys in the Attic. Rocks was what, after this one. Okay. What do you mean they had to do re-releases? What does they, that mean? They re-released, actually, uh, uh, Walk This Way. Anyway... I'll okay. probably cover that a little bit later. Okay, good. Aerosmith, baby, if you haven't figured this out yet. The real Aerosmith, the ones that 
the the young people nowadays only know as walk this way pairing with Run DMC uh, and the American Idol judge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is back when this was back when they were just road warriors loading up in vans, going city to city, out there constantly grinding on the road. That's right. And this is a huge breakthrough album. Put them in bigger venues, bigger success, bigger so, opulence, showed, more chicks. Showed up, yes, of course. <laughs> Sh- showed up to, uh, you know, on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart uh, movie. Oh, the uh, yeah, the, the with the Bee Gees. Yeah, well, let's, not, let's, not, let's just try to stay here a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't want. We've already burned a lot of time here, so we're gonna keep on going. Aerosmith released their third album, baby, "Toys in the Attic," right here. The title track playing for you, number one, by the way, on that. Mm-hmm. It features the hit "Walk This Way" and this uh, sweet emotion. Yeah, that's right. Which this album peaked at uh, number ten of the Billboard charts in uh, the Hot 100 in the early 1977, when it was re-released. Peaked at ten, you said. That's right. Wow. When it was re-released, it was one of the songs. That helped break Aerosmith into the mainstream, which was uh, uh, <clears throat> Walk This Way. Of course. So let's go here. Running time on this, Adam. Tell me. This, first of all, was a pressure album. Pressure? Like they, were, a, they had to get it in the studio, get it pressed, they had get it to, out. They had to deliver. They had to deliver hits. They had a great, uh, what is it, uh, self-titled uh, album. Is sure. that correct? Sure, sure. Right Aerosmith. after that, they got Get Their Wings right after that. This right. is their third, which was Toys. In the attic. Now, this song right here, dude. You know what Toys in the Attic is? So since I told you this was a pressure album. Mm-hmm. Okay, now guess what the expression Toys in the Attic means? Toys in the Attic. Um, I think they're probably like the dildos and uh, sex, <laughs> sex, sex toys that you keep away from this, the kids. This was the not the reggaeton show from last <laughs> oh. week. <laughs> oh. oh. What are let's, the Toys in the Attic? Let's get that. Toys in the Attic means it's an expression for going crazy. Oh, oh, it's uh, it's a guy. The song is about a guy losing his mind at him. Oh, okay, very cool. We're gonna, next one, Uncle Salty. Uncle Salty, yeah, that's Please, a good one. Play me some of that, dude. You know what Uncle Salty is about, Adam? An angry guy, a guy that's not taking no shit from anybody. <laughs> you think? Ready to bust somebody in the head? Well, here's He's the deal. Salty. Anyway. Uncle Salty is a precursor. To Janie's Got a Gun, dude. This is about sexual abuse of children. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uncle Salty is the guy who's abusing children. That's right, man. And it was more of a fictitious kind of song mm. where uh, he was abusing little boys and little girls, whatnot, through the lyrics. It's kind of, you know, ambiguous. You really can't make it out until actually years later when, you know, Steven Tyler gives out a. Uh, gives out a. Uh, uh, interview and he explains this a little bit so mm-hmm. and you get to know that it was kind of like in the story Steven Tyler would transport himself to be the child be it boy or a girl okay. and at the same time he's also the abuser so it was some really fucked up things going in this guy's mind yeah. going on so yeah he's num- a storyteller that's right yo so that's exactly right it's like a movie sure so yeah Adam's Apple dude n- number Apple. three on that sure guess what this song's about man. it's Take about one. that thing right there in your throat no, that goes up and down no it's not your, not, not your Adam singing? no it's not dude it's not your it's not your Apple Adam <laughs> what, a, what could it, it be about that it is not dude it's about the eternal story of romance <laughs> Of Adam and Eve in the garden getting their asses oh, kicked out of there. Yeah. <laughs> he was deceived by that woman. Genesis 3. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pay too much attention to your mother. <laughs> it explores a lot of sexuality about it because, you know, Steven Tyler says that it has to be, 
you know, that sex was a natural thing. So, yeah. So oh, at the sure. same time, he was tempting, and then finally both of them succumbed to the devil's temptation. And boodoo boom, boodoo bing, and they were gone. Yes. God kicked their dumbasses out, the, out, out of, of the Garden of Eden. Yep. Thank you, Adam and Eve. I'd be <laughs> chilling right now at the Garden of Eden. It wasn't for you guys. God damn it. <laughs> now we finally arrived to walk this way. Yeah. <clears throat> you ready to play this? Oh, oh there it is. Of course we are ready to play this one. You know what this song's about? Actually. Yeah, it's about Marty Feldman in uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> we visited that last year, when, didn't we? This is the only. This is the my, my favorite thing I've ever learned on this show. Is that they went to saw to see Young Frankenstein, and they saw Marty Feldman as Igor tell them to walk this way. And they were silly walking uh, from the train station to they were, they were cracking up. Manor. They were cracking up. That was great. And uh, because they didn't have a title for the song, they had the song, but mm-hmm. they didn't have a title to go with the chorus and whatnot. So they finally squeezed that in there, walk this way. Oh, but it has yeah. another meaning? There's, there's more meaning to it? This song is about a promiscuous cheerleader, uh, Adam. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> she was down on her muffin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, well, see, uh, here's how the story goes. If I, let me see, let me, without trying to read through all this paper bullshit. Okay. So the story is about a promiscuous cheerleader. That is the one guiding a virgin to do oh. the business. She's like the Eve leading Adam to the apple. Exactly. <laughs> I see. And rightfully so, right after that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it right there. On. That's right. This became one of the first mainstream rap hits. That's right. When it was covered by Run DMC, we've already covered that. So, and it also they also used that to launch what would be the rap rock, the rap rock. Uh, Sure. Uh, mingle mixing didn't exist whatnot. really before Even that. Even though it would have been Rick Rubin is the is the engineer behind that, mm-hmm. which gets very little credit for that. But you know, it's the forefront. It's the people who are up in the front. So yeah, mm-hmm. dude, walk this way. You like walk this way? I love that. Song. Love, I love that song. It's a great song. It's <clears> one of the favorites. If you're if you're at an Aerosmith show and you leave before walk this way, what are you doing? You're an idiot, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> next record, dude. Oh, we're next gonna spend, record. We're gonna spend a little time on this record right here. Got some horn action, got the piano this going. Is swing music this right is here. This is a swing right here, man. I love this song. Not released as a single, by the way. I feel like I've heard it on the radio, though. You did, but it wasn't released as a single. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Now, check this out, Adam. Yeah. The first vinyl records in the 1900s, dude. Okay. Were 10 inches, 78 revolutions per minute. 78s, sure. Very, very fragile, very That's breakable. Right. Yeah. This song is specifically about the blues recording found on those records that influenced the band. Okay. But also about sexual connotation that the singer has a 10-inch wing-wang. Yeah. Why else which, would you tell somebody to suck which, on a big 10-inch? Which inch? is exactly, you got it, man, <laughs> right here. It says, which is made clear that says, suck on my big 10 <laughs> Big, the big 10-inch record was first composed by it was composed by Fred Wise Mantle and became a big hit on the R&B charts mm. uh, during 1952 for tenor sax player Bull Moose Jackson, dude. Yep, nice. It was Aerosmith's drug dealer, man, Junk Booker. Junk Booker? Yeah, that's the guy's name. What? Who, who introduced him to the song? You mean he, Junk Pusher? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. He heard the Bull Moose Jackson version. On Dr. Demento. You know Dr. Oh, Demento Dr. Was? Demento. Sure, they played yeah. a bunch of all those little That's, funny little ditties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio show and sent the band a copy of the song. Steven Tyler was struggling to come up with uh, 
with lyrics for the Toys in the Attic tracks. So adding a cover uh, took a little bit of pressure off of him, dude. Okay. So yeah, very and, and cool. It's, and it's one of the fun record the songs that they have in their whole catalog. <laughs> now, next record, man, Sweet Emotion. Mm, big one. Man. Big one. I love this song live. Uh, features uh, the Peter Frampton, the, the voice box thing, whatever, what is it called? Is it, is it a voice box? Uh, yeah. Okay. Love that. The intro, I, I've been to, there it is. I, I can't count. I can't count uh, the times I've seen Aerosmith, but every single time they would play this song, it's it seems to me, and I love every second of it, every mm-hmm. microsecond of it. The intro, this bass groove, uh. seems to last with all the lights off. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Seems to me, seems to last. I don't know how many times you've seen Aerosmith. Yeah. Seems to last like half an hour. Is it, it's because the anticipation, you're waiting for it to actually kick in. It's leading it's leading you down a path, and it's, and it's not really opening up. It's not saying, oh, we've arrived. We're just on that path, the long, the is, long trip. It is so cool, and there's so many variations of it. If you go around, you search in the YouTube, you know, you can see different variations of it. Uh, I always say, you know, with, uh, with uh, Tom Hamilton uh, playing, it is just special mm-hmm. not you know not everybody actually it's based around his groove line is where that song is built on this song was uh about uh how frustrated uh steven tyler was with uh the band especially joe perry oh okay joe perry was called mr sweet emotion so all the turmoil was being caused by some girlfriend that uh joe perry had at the time Oh. So they alienate themselves. And Did he have her picture emblazoned on his guitar at the time? I can't remember. Like, like he does with his wife no, currently? No, 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 no. You, okay. know, you know, it's, and it's also a statement about doing your own thing, even though that sweet emotion you're trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to connect. Excuse me. Sorry. You're trying to connect with your bud. Sure. It's like you and me and right he's, now. And he's distracted. He said, oh, I got, I got to take the lady over here. Yeah, I gotta spend time. I gotta spend quality time. It's yeah. <laughs> so it's like you and me right now being uh-huh. split up because you didn't like a, a, a separate goals from from yourself, mm. and you're like, man, my sweet emotion is to be with Tommy doing this podcast. Right, right. But I gotta go out and do my own thing. That's right. That's what it's about. Yeah, I so got you. I think that's very cool, man. Understood. You know, just so it's really not about a chick. It's about your buddy. And at the same time, it's about, you know what? I so love he's, you. So he's losing connection with his buddies. Yeah, and I love you, but I got to move on. Mm. I can't just stay. So Nice. There you go right there, man. Did they did they later re-release this or something in like the 90s or something? Mm. I, I thought there was like a Sweet Emotion 90 or something. I thought I remember seeing something I like that. I don't know. I've always heard this version of it, so yeah, at least on classic so. radio. So sure. Yeah. Next song, dude. Okay. No more. I love this song too. This would be Adam a deep, deep, deep cut. Yes. You're exhausted from all the great stuff that we've heard so far. And then they're gonna sneak this one in on you. This week when I played this while I was walking around the gym, dude. I said, let me revisit. I got the cassette of this, by the way. You know that little that little cassette connection that you had? <laughs> well, really? That I showed you a couple of a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's right. It's in there. <laughs> I, I felt like digging it out, but I, I didn't have the time. But this is uh, a song about vice. 
about the vices of rock and roll. Mm. Many vices. Many, 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 many vices. And you know, you're, you keep doing it, but on the inside, you're tired, you're, selling, you're telling yourself no more. You know what no, I'm saying? Oh, okay. He's, he's ready to tap out, but he's still got to live the lifestyle and live the life yeah. and continue to be the star. And yeah. the star does those things. So a lot of people, it's like uh, an example could be like uh, you're going out with this chick. Sure. You know, she's sweet as candy. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course. But at the same time, she is toxic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She gets you in all kinds of shit and oh. you know emotionally wrapped up, oh. but you still go out with her again. You know what I'm saying? You, oh. you go, you hit the nightlife with her, you come back, you stay at this hotel, and you just keep coming back and coming back. But you know it's bad for you. But you I still- thought it would be that you have the sweetest candy one, but you're the rock star, so you have to go and spread your seed amongst the other masses. And, but you really, no more of this other, I'll come back to the sweet one eventually. I thought that would be like we, that. We could take it that way too. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't really care. <laughs> Next song on this Next. is Round and Round. There's not really that much going on in this song, other than it has a connection with Rat. Oh. Because uh, uh, Rat guitarist uh, D. Martini is a big Joe Perry fan. So. Okay. So they wrote also a song called Round, Round and, and Round, Round, but it was had nothing to do with this song. It's not a cover or anything like that. So Much yeah. bigger hit. The last, the last song is You You See Me Crying, which is a ballad, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're ending this album chilled out. You just kick back, dude. Drinking a little wine if that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? Me, in my case, I'd be sipping some iced tea. Is this another Steven Tyler song? Mm-hmm. One yep, that sure. he penned, yep, of yep, course. Yep, 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 yep. This is power ballad exquisiteness. Mm. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh yeah, you've heard, you've heard it. You've heard yeah, it. this is a good one. There's this one hook on this song that I just love. It goes on. Mm. Um, I just fucked it up for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, Adam, take a jab of how many units this sucker has sold. Oh, my gosh. What year did this come out again? In the U.S., dude. In the U.S. What year did it come out out. I told you already, I know you did. 1975, man. April 1975. Oh, my gosh. Actually, April the 8th, yeah. I'm going to say... 12 million units. Ah, you went over again. I went over? Yeah, you did only 8 million, dude. Only 8 million? I in thought, the, that, I thought the for US, sure this would be in, diamond. In the U.S. In the U.S. So yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it'd be more than that. Yep. Aerosmith is huge. It's like the American band. It's like, that's our American rock that's, band. That is, is Aerosmith. That's true, yep. So, and wow. that album uh, was this week's significant album. Wow. Significant album. Again, Adam. My friend, my brother. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I missed this. I don't want you to be my sweet emotion, baby. <laughs> that would be kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Born on this day, Adam, we're going to run right through these suckers right here. Okay. I love this song right here. I know it's a poppy tune. It is. But I love it. They were hitting makers in those early 80s. Daryl Hall and John Oates, you make my dreams come true. And John Oates, on 7 April 1979, celebrated his 72nd birthday. 
Okay. What do you think about that? <laughs> On seven, 1979? <laughs> no, excuse me, 1949. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man. You're paying attention. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I like to hear this. Okay. Go ahead. Hit the next one, dude. We will. This is a good one right here. This is the Grim Reaper. See you in hell. No, I don't want to go there. It was, oh. <laughs> it was Holy Week last week. Where That's where he's going to see us, though. It'll ruin my communion. <laughs> you won't see the Grim Reaper then. <laughs> Adam, the Grim Reaper. You're like, hmm, can you name one singer of the Grim Reaper? Yeah. It's not really about the Grim Reaper, though, Adam. Metastophocles. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out, man. Huh. Little Nas X. What? Oh. April the 9th, 1990. He's 31 years old, dude. Did you get his shoes? Did you get those shoes yet? Born Montero. <laughs> Born Montero Lamar Hill. What are those called? Little Satans? Uh, yeah, they're called Satans, yeah. Little, little Satans. Uh, and the only reason I brought up is this guy's been in the news all, you know, for what? For the past couple of weeks? Two or three he weeks? He collaborated with another, like, shoemaker or something, and they incorporated... Uh, like pentagrams were somewhere on these shoes, and also yeah, with the, the, com- red, the, company, the red. It says, paint, here, it says here the company was called Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Those are the people that were customizing oh. these Nikes. Okay. Yeah, but then they they also incorporated into the red paint that they used as a drop of blood. But you know, I'll tell you the truth. Yes, yeah. this is again. You would think this is a genius move. Maybe Little Nas's fan base right now must be losing their minds, but I'm about to break their hearts. Oh, okay. Why? Because Kiss put a drop of their blood first in their comic book. In their comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is right. That is true. Now that didn't get recalled or anything, though. I think. I think there's. Of course not, because Kiss marks markets their own deal. <laughs> I think there's the negotiations with Nike where Nike sued them. And now they're like taking them off the market. That's right. So it's a no, it's a no sale, no deal. Yep, they had to pull them all right there, dude. This happened this week, yeah. Mm. But this guy, Little Nas X, man, I didn't bother looking at the video because we've seen how many satanic videos in our life. Headbangers, buddy, 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 hail Satan. <laughs> Headbangers ball was all about that. Sure, every single freaking week. Of, of course. <laughs> Again, I don't want to break any hearts, but Little Nas wasn't the first either. Mm. But you know, he he actually played into this whole deal. And by the way, his other, uh, I think his breakthrough hit was a combination of some kind of country song that he collabed oh, with. That- I think that was Old Town Road was the name of the song. Is that what it was? It? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, is that he? he, he that guy? Oh, I that's the dude. I didn't yeah, that okay. is the dude right there. Anyway, that's enough. So Billy Ray Cyrus. Or Happy something. birthday, little Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Ray for real? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Let's get to the real the deal. Tommy and Adam are today's podcast birthday number three. Adam, mi amigo. Did the app work uh, okay uh, last? Was uh, there any yeah. problems with the uh, app? Let me tell you this much, man. Because we were running into problems, remember? La- I don't know what it is. I think the app, honestly, mm-hmm. just goes with whatever uh, whatever's happening. Because we had a sports guy last week, right? Do we have Agent X3? Agent X3 is... Still down? Yeah, I don't know oh, what's no. going on with Agent... Agent X3, I know you're listening to this podcast, even though you say you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Gosilo did, did, by the way... <laughs> Oh, oh, there he is. He just woke up. <laughs> I just want to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> <Get up. laughs> 
<laughs> Godzilla this week uh, was uh, was the one who filled in for uh, okay. Agent X3. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. So I think... Are there going to be scales yeah, on these people? So, yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> So I think we should, shall we? Okay, <laughs> shall, tell me, what, what shall, do we got? Shall we get to the yeah. shenanigans as always, Adam? I'm loading my app right okay. now. You're going to load it right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, my. Casilo. Is it Casilo Nicky Nomaj? That's not it. Is this the one? Um... Oh, here it comes. There it is. It's coming in. <laughs> there it is right there. Tommy, see. Tommy, my device has been loaded by a site called Curve underscore Power. Oh, minus two. <laughs> is that the same yes. one? Holy I was about crap. to fire Godzilla there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I get it. Here wow. we go. Yeah, there, there we go. There's some curve curves. Curve Power. C-U-R-V-E underscore p-o-w-e-r you know what it is here let me see what note i have from godzilla and then i was like but that'd be pretty cool if your butt could hold a beer <laughs> whoops whoops wrong message <laughs> here's the right note sorry <laughs> what's he saying it says godzilla says uh tommy and adam hi and then he kind of says some I don't know that you know he's he's from Japan, so I gotta kind of translate. Yeah, I gotta so do Google some, translate. I gotta kind of like figure this out. So he says, "How you guys doing?" Oh. And he says, uh, "You know, I'm a big dude, and there's been some yeah. I think something on uh, social media about body shaming, okay. and since I'm a big dude, I'm gonna share with you." Put on some pants. What you doing? <laughs> Big oh, girls. Today. Something, something in his taste. <laughs> yes. I see. Oh, let's see. Wow. Well, okay. Well, Godzilla didn't go for yeah, half a mil almost of followers. Okay, good deal. How many? It has 436 wow, K. Excuse me. Yes, thousand followers. Almost half a mil. And then, oh my God, it's 2,731 posts. Oh, how are we gonna? <laughs> it seems like how are we gonna? How they're we able gonna to accept. They're like funnel them from uh, all these different sources. Oh, like if, wow. if you're a lady with curves, you can submit your photo oh, to wow. Curve Power. It seems like yes. And you know what? And I get where they're they're saying I wouldn't be ashamed one bit. No, this of any of this right here. If you our listeners are uh, have already cranked on their uh, Lords of the G String app. Available on Tommy and Adam Hard to name podcast.com. Uh, yes, mm. you will, I believe, like Godzilla's uh, uh, selection this week, Adam. Oh, and, we, and then here's the cool thing okay. Godzilla has nightlife, oh, he has right. lingerie, <laughs> <laughs> okay. he has pool wear. Yeah, I see that. I'm looking at the pool oh, one right now. Wow, yes, he has adventure photos. He wow. has, oh my God, all, oh, okay, Adam. There's is, really nothing wrong with this, any of this. This, this is, is, these are some stunning ladies. I can actually see Godzilla phasing in and out as, <laughs> as, <laughs> as he normally does. You can see him peeking into the picture. Yes, if, uh, if you haven't seen any of Godzilla's uh, videos, <laughs> now there's you, no, you may want to contact me. There's no WhatsApp. room for any waif models no, on no, this no, particular no, site right no, here. No, you need to have... A little bit of meat nice, yes. and some yes. some mini gentle yes. curves and an eighteen wheeler and an eighteen wheeler to to, <laughs> to mount them on. 
Wow. This is last week was fit models. This week is uh huh. three for one ratio here. Is the yeah. Oh, you get three I mean, at, at, in one. Wow. Yeah. There's some pictures where there's definitely no photoshopping. You know, you'll you'll be able to see, you know, the real content of those thighs. Lady, put those legs back together. <laughs> <laughs> There, yeah. there, there's actual like uh, there's you know, cellulite there. There's some oh, cellulite wow. in some of these photos. I mean, well, these, check this. These out. are unvarnished. Check this out. These ladies are also business ladies. They're from the U.S. and from Great Britain. Yeah, I see that. So again, thematic. Godzilla did his thing because this week he uh, crossed the ocean. Prince Akeem died in where was it in uh, in Britain this week? <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> what, I forget his name. Yeah, I did. I, I, I said Andrew. Uh, uh, I'm stuck on Andrew. Uh, I think I, it's another I, guy. I don't know who it is. Anyways, that dude out there. He was 99 years old. Uh, rest in peace. Whatever. So let's go back to the real world. So it says, show your style and fashion. I believe they're inviting. See, that's why I say that body shaming mm -hmm. is a bad thing. You don't like body shaming. I don't like this. These ladies right here don't like body shaming either. Well, you know, they're like, you know what? I'm big. I'm a big girl and you're going to love me. If you're unhealthy, could shame be uh, a useful tool? If you're at an unhealthy state, an unhealthy level, I would dare to say nobody in in these photographs is in an unhealthy state. Absolutely not. No, they are look no, no. they look really generously proportioned. Yes, yes. But uh, strikingly beautiful. And you know what? Extremely beautiful. I'll tell you the truth here. If if like me, I'm a big dude, right? I got this big belly and all this stuff. And I want to go to a buffet. And let's say one, if I wasn't a married man and this would be my company for the night, I would get my money's worth because I'm sure they would tackle this buffet. Oh, with the buffet? Probably, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go to number one real quick, Adam. Oh, my gosh. Number one. I'm way past that. So let's go to number one. She has here. She's from New York, New York. Mm-hmm. And it says curve, curve power, good. That's Pris that's Priscilla Sweets. Oh, okay. That's wanna, her. That's want, her name. If you want to know. Okay. Does she have? Oh, she can't sleep. <laughs> well, she's standing up. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to sleep when you're standing up. <laughs> but she she is wearing her nightwear. Yeah. And she is wearing her lingerie with with pumps and high heels. Yeah. Very high heels. <laughs> All white, mm -hmm. kind of like. I, do you think she's advertising like maybe wedding night lingerie here? <laughs> what do you think? She's like, check out my blinds. These blinds. These blinds. Oh, that's what it is. These are Levelor blinds oh, back here. Oh, they could be wedding blinds. <laughs> I would. That's a, that's a good shot, though. I mean, if she would show anything more, I'd she probably is go one, blind. She is one of the very pretty beauties on this yeah. one. So okay, let's keep going down. That was a lingerie one. Let's go to. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we could find a. Uh, let me see. Number nine, Adam, right there. That's kind of like a nightlife one. No, no, no. Let's forget that one. Uh -oh. Let's forget that one. Uh, Mine aren't numbered, so I don't know. So I just count them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how much detail I'm getting into these. This is like, oh, okay. that's nightlife. Sure. Let's go casual. Let's There's go a pool shot. Where's the pool shot? Which the pool one? shot is number one, two, is like it? 15. Okay, let me get this one real quick. So one, two, pool shot. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. Is it Rebecca no, that, Major? Rebecca Major, I think, runs the whole curve power. Okay. But this repost is from uh, Sammy Y. O2K. Oh, okay. That's, that's Sammy. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Got so could, it could be Samantha. Now, this is. she says she's in London, okay. but she's uh, on a sunny day. Right by a pool, mm -hmm. so and she's looking over her shoulder at us yeah. while she's classic, wearing classic, uh, classic classic pose. Pose, yeah. And she has a long mane of hair that she's 
kind of dashed to one side. It doesn't look like it's one of those uh, weavy things no, or whatever no, you call like that. All extensions. Her, all her. And oh, she's got okay. the pink uh, thong back bikini. Oh, let me see. Let me look at her. Oh, yeah, you're right. In the butt crack part. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> Did you miss that? I missed that somehow. Was there a bird flying I, by in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at some of these comments here. So, Oh, comments. Okay, heart. Heart and a mango. I don't know what's oh. to do with that. There's some oh, Arabic on this one. one. <laughs> Stay away from that guy. Good morning, sexy uh, baby. Oh, my God. I see that. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, okay. Let's move on. Let's go to four past that one where mm-hmm. it is. She's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, so this is number. So, yeah, it'd be the fourth one. She is oh. in shorts and a cutoff top, Adam. Now, I want to tell you something. There's a problem with this photo. Okay. Well, what's the uh, problem? There's one problem I saw recently. Okay. Do you see the shirt she's wearing? Yes. Thank you. Enjoy. It has a <laughs> font. Which is Asian themed. <laughs> okay. Now that is a racist font. I, I've I read an article that that font specifically is racist. Have you been on the cancel cultures uh, web, <laughs> website again? I, I was looking for stories for this podcast, and I saw something about <laughs> racist font. And I went, oh, you were researching for the podcast. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah, and I, I wanted to know what the racist font is, and it is exactly what she has on her shirt. So I think. Uh, Rebecca Major should probably take that one down. Uh, you think? But just tell her to change the outfit, and uh, we'll put you right back up because she oh, is a I don't she's know a beauty. About that, she is. She is, and she's in Las Vegas too. So let's keep going down. Oh, okay, okay. So after that one, mm-hmm. go six more down. See, she is. I want to say if that's New York, New, New York, York, New York. I gotcha. She is bent over on a couch, kind she's of like leaning over. She, I think she's tucking that afghan into the couch. You Do know you how you think you're could, covering the couch. It could have been she was praying. She could be doing that. You know, that's it could have been this is a religious moment and she just hasn't had enough time to put on her pants. <laughs> I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. She's in the privacy of her own home. The camera's snapping. I don't get it, Adam. You know, I don't know. It could be anything. Or her special order pants that only she could possibly fit into <laughs> didn't actually arrive yet. <laughs> Oh, okay, we're going to find the nightlife going out one. So four oh. more after that one. She is in kind of a, she looks a little bit, uh, I want to say. Is she on like a, a concrete road? No, it, let me see, let me see. No, no. It's, Los Angeles? It's two before that. Oh, two before. It's two, but she's inside of a room. Oh, I got you, got you. And she is in some She's color of, coordinated with her room. Yes, with her. She is golden. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> That is amazing. She is golden like you can't believe. Wow. And that dress is hugging her tightly. Yes. Man. And guess what a caption says? Oh, I don't know. What is it? No need to compete. We already won. Yeah. Yeah. Undefeated (laughs) champion. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Okay, so you were going to win number two. What? Let me see. So, <laughs> she so, did a number two. No, no, no. <laughs> she probably needs a special uh, commode, but uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's two more after that one. That black dress. Oh, that's wait. also yes. Los Angeles, California. Oh yeah, she's ready. now. That's kind of a lot of she coverage, is ready. but not a lot of coverage. If you're if you yes. catch the wind on a certain angle, oh my gosh, that thing is. Let it me... is totally slit down each side. Okay, this is but yet connected. Yes, it says here. Oh no, you're reading. It's a yes, I'm reading. <laughs> I'm not reading. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> All right. It's a bit too windy for this outfit. Yeah. Oh. That's what she's saying. Okay. <laughs> so this is Pamela Alexandra, right? Oh, well, look on the legs. 
I think it cuffs around the ankle. So and, and, you'd get a lot of ventilation. <laughs> this is where I'm going with this. Now check okay. this out. If you notice, it's kind of like, I don't want to say, it's kind of like a sandy kind of rural road that leads down to the beach. That's a dual purpose dress. Do you think that's just what you wear down to the beach and then you're able to remove that uh, and show your, your swimwear? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And also you could probably use that as a sail. No, no, not that kind of hoe. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Except for the slits. You missed that one. <laughs> except for the slits all over that thing. Oh, now, cute. if you look at the one right directly after okay. that, after that, okay, that one does not really fit in the in the motif of the entire site here. This she is one, very let's slender re- and angular. Let's report this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't fit at all. Oh, that was. Let's now. Let's go oh. to. Let's go to the bikini wear. Okay, we're we still we going down. Yeah, we, we have we done any more lingerie ones? No. Okay, let's go down after that one that we're going to report here soon. Mm-hmm. Nine. Uh, this is six nine. So it's going to be the eighth one after that one. Oh crap. She is in a kind of a leopard, snow leopard getup. Oh, yeah. She's outside. And she's... she's <laughs> Underneath an umbrella. Yes. And she's... Maybe she's tanning. Well, she's tanning in a very weird pattern. If you're tanning, you're going to have tan lines like all over the place. She has like racetracks of leopard <laughs> of leopard skin all over her. <laughs> it's like one across the belly, two around the neck, little strips that go over the areolas. Yes. And her name is Lo Sangsta. Mm. I don't get that. But she she says here that I don't play tag. I've been it. Oh, she's it. Oh, the one next to her to the left, uh, she's also should be reported on this page because she doesn't fit the... Uh, uh, the one who's putting her pants on yes. or off? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd report that too. Let's go further down. Let's go further down. Okay. Let's go just... Let's pick one more. We did Lingry already. We did Bikini. If you look at the one right after the uh, the leopard print... Okay. I mean, those. Let me go back. I mean, the hips. You were talking about wind sails. Oh, wow. Those hips would catch so much wind. Oh, my God. Those are wide. (laughs) Those are super wide. What do you think the measurement on that hip is? Um, I would say 52. I think it would have to be in the 50s. I was going to put, say, low 50s. I would say 52 easy. And the the waist is what? Maybe uh, 30. It's probably a 30. 32, 34. I was going to say 33, 34. Wow. This is incredible. And this is, is this lingerie or is this casual it's, uh, bikini? It's lingerie. See how she has like the, she's draped the uh, the coverall type thing over the top okay. that coordinates yeah, with yeah, yeah. the lingerie. Yep. And she says, can you feel the Aries season in the air? So she's an Aries because Aries comes after, it's oh, Aries starts on March the 21st. And uh, let me see, when was this picture posted? Oh, March the 30th. So yeah, I, I you know what, uh, Miss Sammy uh, O2K? Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel the Aries coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that if there was any Aries blowing there, you'd feel it too. <laughs> Adam, I'll let you the honors of picking the last one. Oh, here. the last one? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this is exciting. I think we have another one we need to report. <laughs> Just put an X on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. There's a nightlife. Okay. Picture one. Let me see where we were to where we are. Okay. Des- nine des- nine down describe from- Describe it from me. From the wide hip- Shot. Okay. Oh, There's a I gold, see it. A yeah, golden dress. I see it. The golden dress. Uh huh. And the nice slit up the leg. Okay. But she has she is more generously proportioned in uh, the midsection area. Oh, 
than a lot of the others. Okay. Well, again, we'll but take still, it. she's she's done up. She's ready to take on the town. Oh my God, Adam, this is incredible. Thank you. Uh, go Silo. Now go I have Silo. <laughs> you, you have done an excellent job, my friend. <laughs> we, may have, <laughs> we may have to. <laughs> I wonder if the Pope has a uh, has uh, double tapped any of these. Adam. <laughs> with with this size, he's probably got the quadruple top. It doesn't even make news anymore, does it? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. With It's time for our hashtag. What the frijoles? Okay. And today it's a special day. We have our first ever. <laughs> you gotta put the. You gotta put that app away. I forgot. <laughs> Last week I didn't get a chance to enjoy completely. Her birthday. Okay, we have a special. You know, it's break time with you. What here, the frijoles? Right? Okay. This is a special a, one. This is our first ever listener submitted. What the frijoles? It's your boy, skinny penis. Oh, and no, then you can no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yes. <laughs> From a man by the name of Dustin. Dustin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he wants to give out his last name, so I won't. I'll just say that he has many, many children. Many, many children. Double digits of children. Oh, okay. Well, we want to And say he's a young man. We want to shout out to Dustin. Absolutely. And he sent this, and this was... I wonder if he's a fan of the third birthday. Oh, he's got to be. <laughs> okay. We have a wedding, which is a happy event. Okay, excellent. Okay. As a Chinese mom prepared for her son's wedding day on Wednesday... <laughs> what? Chinese? Because <laughs> I said Chinese? <laughs> it's the story. It's just, this is just the story. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. You got to be careful with the Chinese thing now. On uh, March 31st, <laughs> she made a shocking discovery. Okay. His blushing bride was actually her long-lost daughter. Oh, my God. This is terrible. That's horrible, actually. The mom realized who the woman was after spotting a birthmark on her hand. The groom's mother quickly approached the bride, the bride's parents, and asked if their daughter had been adopted about 20 years ago. The pair were surprised by the inquiry as they kept the adoption a secret from most, including their own daughter. She didn't even know she was adopted. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The bride's parents confirmed that they had indeed rescued her as a baby. They confessed that they had found her as an infant bundled up on the side of the road and took her in to raise her as her own child. Sounds fishy, doesn't it? I mean, at I, that I, point, if I, I am, I, the, I don't. I mean, how did how did this, how did this daughter be be bundled up and left at the side of the road? Mm-hmm. Okay. The bride, upon hearing the truth, burst into tears and embraced her biological mother. According to Times Now News, she called the meeting meeting of her birth mom happier than the wedding day itself. So she didn't even know she was adopted. She was left on the side of the road, bundled up. These uh, angels came and picked her up and raised her as her own. Didn't even tell her she was adopted. She found out that the mother of the man she's about to marry is her own mother, and she's thrilled. Does that sound weird to you? That's a what the that, sound, that sounds crazy. Okay, joyous. As joyous as this mother-daughter reunion was, the bride expressed concerns about going through at the wedding Actually, now that she knew her true relation to the groom's mother. <laughs> you, luckily. Uh, are you sure this is not a motherfucking idiot? Luckily. Luckily. According to Oriental Daily, which I, I get their subscription <laughs> every day, the groom was also <laughs> adopted. Oh, great. <laughs> His mother explained that she took him in after spending many years searching for her biological daughter without success. Oh she had allegedly God. 
resigned herself to never finding her daughter. Although the family dynamic might become a bit complicated, the bride and groom went through with the nuptials since there was no close relation. There was no blood. (laughs) Party guests got to celebrate the wedding as well as the mother and daughter meeting again. Holy crap. So this is insane. Why why does this have to be? That's the picture? That's a picture of a back of some Chinese people at a wedding. Uh, (laughs) Could be anybody. (laughs) It could be. But can you imagine meeting... I mean, I guess there had been no meeting of the daughter, future daughter-in-law with the mother. Right. Because she didn't see the birthmark. The birthmark instantly said, I had a child with this birthmark. She instantly went over to the other group. Holy crap. That's uh, a what the frijoles is, is what uh, that is. <laughs> Confucius say, never marry your blood brother. You think? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he says that. He's wise that way. Oh. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. So thank you, Dustin, for that submission. Yeah, thanks, dude. It was pretty good. Keep them firing in. It's pretty cool. You can also email us at TommyNAdamPod at gmail.com. That's what I'm talking about. And we'll, and we'll get that right out. Make it good, though. <laughs> better, than, better than what I do. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, thanks, Dustin, for real. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have a few different sounds here this week. Now, before you start with yourself, before you start with, uh-huh, you, uh-huh. Before you start with it, Adam, did I do you justice last oh, week? Oh, you, you, you took the basis of the sound of the week, and you took it whole hog. You, I you married you. it. You married it, you incorporated it into what we would normally do. We talked about music, rock things. You made the fart into a song, and it soared to the heavens. It was, it was glorious. <laughs> I think maybe maybe I should give this up to you, and no, then you no, can just no, 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 no. <laughs> take that We don't off. want no more. This is my break time right now. <laughs> I was in need of a break last week, big time. <laughs> but yes, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to give you a new music alert. Okay. I, I was, uh, rem- I'm, always, I'm always good for that. I was remiss in uh, bringing this okay. up uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. Have you, do you know the band Dirty Honey? Mm. If you don't, who you mentioned, sh- Was it you who mentioned Dirty Honey? It was Honey? me, because they had an EP that they released in like 2018 or something. Okay. Their first full album is coming out on April 23rd, and they have three songs that are available to listen to right now. This is like their first track off of it, California Dreamin'. I'm kind of early money on Dirty Honey, so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into these guys. They have a pretty good sound. I like it. Uh, they also covered Last Child by Aerosmith oh. when they were on... Uh, Last Child off of ro- uh, Rocks, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But this is their, their first release from the new album. Cool. It is pretty good. I think it would be a solid band to p- apply some uh, some good grooves for us. Some cotillion action. Oh, some wave action. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're already lined up to be in some kind of festivals and things. Good. You know, early performance at festivals. Okay, we also have, uh, you mentioned uh, the death of Kurt Cobain earlier. I did. There's a project called Lost Tapes of the 27 Club. Okay. They're going to create... New songs. Oh, I thought they wanted to do like a documentary or something. Nope. This is a total... I think I've brought this up one time before. You have? Uh, there's an 
total, it's a total AI, artificial intelligence composition. Google's AI program Magenta was given about two dozen Nirvana tracks to input and calculate to perform their new composition. I think you did that in, with Metallica, I In believe. the same vein, yes. I remember now, yeah. You're so, right. The, so everything that you're going to hear is totally computer-generated sounds, except for the singer, which is a guy named Eric Hogan from Nirvana tribute band Nevermind. Oh, okay. Like, the lyrics were also made, and I want to read a, a few of them. I've got my hands right now in every wound. I've been here before, but not with you. I still got some pain, but it's over now. The sun shines on you, but I don't know how. I don't care. I feel as one drowned in the sun now. Okay? This is kind of like down and dour lyrics like you'd normally okay, hear yeah, like out the, of the, a... The depression shit we were talking about. Sure, the other sure, day. sure. So this is what they've come up with. Totally computer-generated. I can dig it. It's, it sounds yeah. like you'd think it might be an unreleased track or something yeah. that's uh, Nirvana. Very good. And that's called Drowned in the Sun. Okay. And that's our second sound of the week. And we have one more. And, Tommy, you probably know all about this. So I'm just going to play it, and you'll just tell me what's going on here. All right? Okay. You ready? This is your wake-up call. Time to reach. Go for it all. Hold your stirs inside of me, and I know what I can be. It's Paul Stanley. It is. the sky. It's a commercial. Hey, it is. Watch yeah. me. Yeah, Folgers, yeah. <laughs> the Paul Stanley Folgers coffee ad. When was when, it? I don't know when that was set. I just found it. But that was our sounds of the week. Wow, that's incredible. That's pretty good. I've heard that before somewhere. I don't know where, but... Yeah, I figured if anybody would know, you would know all about that. Podcast sound of the week. You'd probably try to say, oh, forget that bullshit. <laughs> No, it's not Soul Station. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Mora Hokaria of the Week. Adam, I'm all motherfuckeria out. You don't have any motherfuckeria? <laughs> no motherfuckeria. Oh, mm, my God. You got anything? I have uh, some. I got some are bullshit. Gonna, are you going to pull some bullshit out of your ass? <laughs> Tommy, you know how we have uh, scientific studies about music? Like universities will go around and they'll, okay. they'll take a whole poll. I could do a whole expensive, I'm sure, right. thing where they poll a whole bunch of people. They yeah, get information yeah. and they're able to derive some, some different things. Uh, Twelve studies show how nerdy rock can be. How about oh, that? Okay. All right. We, some of them are just bullshit, so we'll skip right over them. All right. But here... <laughs> If you want to see how atoms, you know, atoms, A-T-O-M-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Particles of matter. Yeah, the, the, the flight, if you want to yeah. see how those act, you look at a mosh pit. Oh. A mosh pit <laughs> simulates the action of atoms okay. and relating to as each other. As neutrons and electrons separate. As, as and, all this stuff. And unify. All uh, this stuff, yes. <laughs> the, 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 the circulation of things. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. 
All right. That was one study that just they're, said they're clashing. Just they they put together models so you can go on <laughs> the internet and you can look at the model. You can have a side by side between mosh pit and atomic activity. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, another and these are actually papers written by scholars. Is yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's a real, like, real oh, what, college. What studies. a great, what a great grant. <laughs> uh, what a great grant uh, to go and observe mosh pits. What effect do you believe heavy music has on people? Uh, as in what emotionally? Yes. Uh, uh, heavy music, heavy as in hmm. lyrically, sonically, how? Like emo, metal, hardcore, also screaming. So to be emotionally. Yeah. Uh, it would. I would say heavy music has uh, the output on the person would be violent. Oh, so you think more aggression would yes. be present? Actually, heavy music makes you calmer. No, according shit. to the study. Yes, because it burns you out. Heavy music showed that heavy music enhanced positive emotions. Oh wow! So the increased positive emotion takes the negative away. Results showed levels of hostility, irritability, and stress decreased after music was introduced, and the most significant change reported was the level of inspiration that the subjects felt. So the heavier the music, the more inspiration you're going to feel, and the less agitated you're going to feel, you're going to be full calm. I don't know. When I heard I stole your love, you know, <laughs> I feel <laughs> agitated. <laughs> some, some of that it, toys it in the attic. It wasn't calming to you? It was, did not calm me at all. I, I just wanted to run. Well, maybe you were one of the outliers in that study. <laughs> Number three, men should avoid rock music when they play board games. So this is a whole detailed study. Like Monopoly? Yes, yes, mm. exactly. Or, but what they used in this instance was the game Operation. Oh, yeah. So I would, yeah, I would avoid to rock it too, music. Yeah. Okay. In this study, men made more mistakes in the board game Operation when listening to ACDC mm -hmm. when compared to their performance when listening to Mozart. However, females had the same performance either way. So the music was no influence to them one way or the other. Mm, but that's for, interesting. But for men specifically, wow. because it's more jittery, I guess. Another study said that plants don't like rock music. I think, I've, I th yeah, I think that I've read. Yes, they said that it's been found that rock music has a negative effect on plants. The leaves were often smaller and plants died faster when listening to rock. And that's them playing like in a greenhouse and... Yeah, where you, it's you like a speaker. It's right like up there. a controlled environment kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what do you think is the best music for workouts? I would say Metallica, Master of Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one in their study is hip hop. Twenty-seven point seven percent of college students preferred hip hop, but twenty-four percent of college students chose rock music out sounds. So, what year was that study conducted? Twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. So fairly recently. Yeah, because I've seen, like, the other day I was on my motorcycle. I looked to the side. There was this kid. Mm -hmm. It's about college age. You know, he was spewing all kinds of stuff through some some raps. He was spitting. And you, was you, uh, your car vibrating to the sound of his yeah, bass? Yeah, 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 it was. And then, you know, he, he actually said a couple of uh, words that if... Uh, you, can, you can't say those words. Yeah, I can't say them, but he, he said them. <laughs> and, and, if, and if he was driving through 21st Street, I'm sure he wouldn't say it as well. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh, here's a good one. This was a study. Why people hate Nickelback so much. Okay, I think I've read this one too. Oh, what... What do you have? Go ahead, shoot, man. I can't even call oh, it right okay. now. Yeah. Uh, everyone loves to hate Nickelback. Okay. And this was a Finnish researcher well, did that, this. Well, they got death metal there. Isn't that like the capital of death mm, metal? That's that right. That's right. <laughs> okay. He said, this guy, I can't read his name, read through reviews of the band's music and said that the main issue people had was that it wasn't authentic enough. Overall, the descriptions imply that the songs are not genuine self-expression written willingly Instead, forced and made out for commercial reasons. Oh. So they thought they were a bunch of phonies. 
<laughs> that's why we don't like him. Really? That's what they said. So you mean that song that he sang with about the Spider-Man movie that was fake? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Spider-Man walking around town? That's fake. <laughs> that is all fake, I'm telling you. And his deal about what being in Playboy mansions and whatnot, the rock star life. And yeah. <laughs> now we got uh, one more that's worth a shit. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think this is going to be a break. This, this is a record a breaker for, for this is going to be a record breaker for time on Motherfuckeria. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a study that you're going to like. Okay, the most important instrument in a band is the bass. <laughs> <laughs> People are more likely to tap their feet and find the rhythm when they sound was played at a lower tone, like the bass guitar. That's what you know. That's what people dance to. That and the drums, man. It's the groove. That's right. Yeah, you, and you're laying that down for people. That's right, man. That's, that's what you do. When I was younger, I did a lot of laying down too. So. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam. I was tired. I was lazy. That's how that works, Adam. <laughs> Woo, man. Well, we did blow through that motherfucker, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Shit, man. I told you, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start bringing it home, dude. What do we got? Good times, bad times. What do you want to do? Either way. Either way. Uh, okay, I got some bad times. Okay, do that. I got how people get judged. People get judged? Yes, yeah, it's going to be how people get judged, okay? Okay. Loudwire.com, dude. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Has a study. Oh, we're <laughs> studies. We did a study again, right? We're very collegiate. Study shows you actually can judge someone by their taste in music. You can judge them by what That's they listen to? That's right, what they listen to. Okay, I felt, right. I felt judged before in my time. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you can. I don't think that you can really judge anybody by that. I mean, if you judge me, you're kind of screwed because you'll never get a feel for me. You, I mean, it's just one of those things. Oh, because things. you're all over the place. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but you know. Okay. What the is study it? What is showed it? how musical preferences link type of music a listener prefers connects to whether they lean uh, more warmly, empathetic, or coolly hmm. logical in everyday life. Hmm. Okay. So in 20, 2015, a research article recently cited by The Hill and subsequently picked up by Metal Injection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two things I like, Metal and Injections, <laughs> is being held as proof that one can accurately judge a person's personality okay. by their musical taste. So what does a study say about heavy metal and its adherence capacity for empathy? It claims that listeners of so-called intense dimension genres, such as hard rock and metal, usually exhibit a bias toward more systemic or logical thinking. Oh, You just said that here not a while ago. Okay. So this study maybe corroborates what the other one says, yeah, right? I guess so. As opposed to showing empathy. Then who's more empathetic? Fans of the low-key fare such as R&B and soft rock? Who knows? Mm, the research sure. also purported to show uh, that those who prefer softer music, type E is what they're called, gravitate to gentle, warm, and sensual songs that might have dark and sad themes. Okay. So just because, oh, look at the dude. He's chilling, listening to, you know, some... Some Barry Manilow, you know, whatever. And okay. That's type E. Yeah, those are type E dudes. Okay. Or it could be chicks, too. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to include everybody here. Uh, the paper says to prefer high arousal and strong, tense, and thrilling music. I don't know what that is. That's what the rock lovers uh, tend to like. Yeah, I do. I do like that. So I don't know. It's that's, accurate. I, 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 I do enjoy that, but the, what does that say about I, me? I guess the bad news is I don't want to be judged by the type of music uh, I listen to. But you know, what do I know? I don't know shit. So that's what we have for bad for <laughs> Those bad, are our bad times. Bad times. I stumbled through that whole fucking thing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have the good times. Go ahead, man. Oh, these are great times right here. All right. A Brooklyn-based film director is profiting uh, the, off the cryptocurrency 
craze for non-fungible tokens. Do you know what non-fungible tokens are? Have that's you heard of NFTs? No, I've only a Bitcoin. That's it. They're like a digital thing that you purchase with your cryptocurrency, and it's a it has a blockchain type thing on it. You buy it, you own it, it's yours. I think I brought up like the first, maybe I brought this up, the first tweet ever by the creator of Twitter. He sold it as an NFT for like millions of dollars because now this one person now owns It's historical one thing. in, in certain ways, yeah. Somehow it has value. It's like a Mona Lisa. Yes, somehow it has value. It's a, it's a limited quantity and that has value. Again, thank you for saving me. Again, this good times is a good thing because my mind sucked really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested all of a sudden. Okay, this guy, this film director has, he's been shut down a year for this COVID thing, right? Okay, he's been yeah. doing nothing. Uh, if, and he says, if people are selling digital art and gifts, why not sell farts? <laughs> Alex, Alex Ramirez Malas, 36, pulled the post of his dank addition to the blockchain-based NFT market. <laughs> let, me, let me stop here, though. It's oh. a Hispanic last name. doesn't yeah. have anything to do with burritos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that helps the quantity. That might be the guy. <laughs> Uh, okay, his NFT is called One Calendar Year of Recorded Farts. Oh, wow. <laughs> he began incubating this in March of 2020, when at the beginning of the global coronavirus lockdown, Ramirez, Malice, and four of his friends began sharing recordings oh, of their farts that's crazy. to a group on, uh, on WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the app of choice. Didn't I tell you that? Yes. Ramirez Malice and his fellow farters compiled the recordings into a 52-minute master collection <laughs> audio file. The top bid for the file is currently $183. <laughs> individual, individual fart recordings are also available for about $85 a pop. Or you can get the full 52-minute so version. So get the full combo and then go... I mean, know. but but you're going to be bidding against it because there's only one. you got to bid... The high, it goes to the highest bidder. Oh, wow. If the value increases, they could have an extremely valuable fart on their hands, he said. <laughs> Ramirez, Malice, and his friends did not begin recording their farts with profit in mind, but the recent NFT madness, which has seen the ownership of abstract assets be sold for seven and eight-digit price tags. Wow. <laughs> that, I think that's genius. <laughs> that provided the perfect outlet to share their large back catalog of farts. I think that's fucking genius. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good times, bad times. It's, you it's, the, imagine the diligence it has to take to record every fart. <laughs> what do you can do with the ones that sneak out? You know. You, I think what is that NFT? Non fungible token. That's yes. oh, NFT. I mm -hmm. think I'm gonna start NFTing the ECB <laughs> and Gosilo. <laughs> 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 that, could be, that could become very lucrative for you. <laughs> I don't welcome back again, dude. Thank you very much. I miss much. you, damn it. All right. Well, I'm back now. Oh, thank God. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> Tommy, do you, you got anything else? No? No. All right. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. It is not. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS podcast, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online. Didn't tell a friend or an enemy. 
I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you were listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. Today, we'll leave you with some Megadeth live. Hangar 18. Welcome back, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakala Promotions, yeah, which is a cancer. Dadakala Promotion. April the 10th, 2021. It's your boy, Skinny Penis.